0: I'm BJ Ryan, episode 114, proudly sponsored by Betfair, don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. We're doing a remote COVID safe edition of the 1-1 this morning and it's my absolute pleasure to be zooming in alongside the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layden. G'day Terry. G'day Terry. G'day,
1: BJ. It's lovely how we can use. Sometimes COVID's a great excuse when you just simply, uh, you can't be stuffed or you uh, you just think, geez, this is a horror show card. I'm just going to park up on the old PC and uh, and do it from home. But uh, yeah, no, COVID safe. That's the reason. Um, yeah, I like to be COVID safe, BJ.
0: At what stage of yesterday's gruelling 10-race card at Belmont did you decide that uh, the remote edition of the 1-1 one one was the way to go, Terry? Was it was it then or was it when you embarked on the form for uh, Cyril Flower Stakes on Saturday?
1: Well, I was doing them simultaneously, but I can tell you the exact moment. It was when Mr Brilliant um, somehow found the fence, somehow couldn't go straight. And yeah. missed, the reason this is a remote podcast is nothing to do with COVID-19. It has to do with Mr Brilliant. Yeah. So um yeah there were toys I went and worked down at the dome just for a change of uh location and uh you should have just yeah the staff they had to put extra staff on to pick up all my toys um that were scattered littered all over the ground at the dome so anyway luckily I'm quite a level headed man and don't uh carry on like a pork chop isn't isn't that the case BJ yeah
0: that sounds about right Terry <laughs> that sounds about right it's been it has been a bit of a tough start to 2022 for um quite a lot of quite a lot of people and um yeah, but I mean, you did have a few things to be thankful for, Terry. Material witness at Pinjarra, Magic Wednesday last Saturday, just descended upon them. One of the absolute terrific ride from CJP, weaved his way through from near last. That was a great win, and um, I'm sure the, the stable was very confident going in, and you would have lined your pockets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just put that on a tee for me, haven't you? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, the stable weren't all that confident going in. Actually, I think <laughs> I don't know. there's was a bit of confusion pre-race. So I'd planned to really hop in and have a good bet, and I don't know. That was probably not really the instructions to hop in and have a good bet. So that was the only downside. If you if you're pretty confident in one of yours and it gets up at 20, 20 bucks, you think you're going to um, be going home in a Rolls Royce. But uh, look, now it was a good result nonetheless, tinged with a bit of disappointment with uh, with Newhead, obviously. Um, knocking up like she did. Uh, still waiting on results from Luke, how she's pulled up. I, I don't know if she's pulled up okay, BJ. I don't know if that's the end of the world, uh, Newhad-wise. She traveled reasonably into it and in what was a fairly hard run straight race coming off an injury. I think if you knock up, you, you can really knock up pretty badly. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping it's not all doom and gloom and Newhad, but uh, no, very, very exciting stuff with, uh, Material witness, yeah, the
0: Maddie, the double Maddie for the day. You got the chockies. Oh, so I was gonna good. say, have we have we got many double Maddies. Uh very rare hands teeth, the old double Maddie. <laughs> so um, that yeah. was uh, that was a nice result and congratulations, uh, winning owner on a big day like Magic Millions day. Uh, mm. He did fire a few bullets, so he had four runners on the day. So it was a bit of a uh, roller coaster ride. Tell you but what, <laughs> should have
1: had th- should have had three winners. Yeah, too.
0: yeah. <laughs> I know. Are you going to ask where's the
1: third one? Because obviously Hallatorium was a bit stiff. I don't bit think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's that's racing. That was a bit stiff. We we butter up again soon. Uh, I was actually I didn't actually speak to her. I thought we might have been a chance of nonging for this week, but three in a row. I'm not a big fan of three weeks in a row, so I'm okay with that. But um, I tell you what, the, this will sound very very funny, but watch the Magic Millions race, right? And it was obviously a bit of a, a bit of a shit fight. I think it's probably the best way to put it. There's a lot of speed in it. Uh, I actually I think I carried on to you at the time, just uh, not long after the race, about the fact that. I think we missed a, cha- a trick with pixie chicks. Spin the knife. It's one run. It did sit. I didn't think it was as, as good, but I don't know. I just, just got carried away. We got the blinkers on. We knew it was going to trade dollar fifty. It was probably worth looking around it, but retrospect's a powerful tool. But the thing we wanted from Yemen last was just to sit last and come down the outside if, um, if it was a uh, a mess of a race like that, and that's exactly what was going to occur, but old Yemen had different ideas, wouldn't go straight, and Kira basically had to sit up on it in the, uh, on the straight. So I genuinely believe, if Gorgeous Gossip's running on from last like that, if Yemen can put in that similar performance you saw early, it would have been somewhere near the finish, which. Uh yeah, I know that's a stretch. I can hear myself talking. Um, but I tell you what, uh, yeah, that's that's probably one of the best ever, like, finds of a hard luck story I've come up with in my life. Uh, please take it away. You, you talk about something else, well, I think that's a better idea. Well, yeah,
0: hopefully uh, for, all, for all the uh, new head supporters out there, hopefully when we get the vets report, uh, back from luke fernie during the week that it's not all doom and gloom and that we can we can press onwards with her or at least that at least that she's uh healthy anyway but uh hats off to friend of the podcast luke fernie with uh magic millions two-year-old classic victory she's a belter uh, uh owned by justin warwick who no longer has his trainer's license and i see that she's a belter subsequent to winning the magic millions and as impressively as she did, is uh, jetted off to Sydney and has joined the uh, 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 Peter and Paul Snowden Yard. So she's going to be set for uh, big group ones over the uh, Sydney autumn.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that, actually. We mm. don't often see the them uh, picking up the two-year-olds after a big win and, and shipping them straight across. So uh, we know our sprinters measure up well. We know a lot of our horses recently have been measuring up more than well uh, when going over east. But uh, two-year-olds, that's um, yeah that's a different kettle of fish. That, but, hasn't, uh, happened, that I-
0: hasn't happened for a long time, Terry, has
1: it? No, no, it hasn't. Because no. you're, you're giving you're giving away a caracatta, she would go around. Look, at this stage, you'd think she'd go around a pretty – pretty thin old quote but i mean what are the races what are the two old races they're setting it for what are they worth I, I, obviously the karakata's worth half a mil yeah
0: what are, what are these worth yeah i think they're they're, they're probably worth significantly more The in the, the report i read from memory in the west was actually going to be set for the champagne stakes which is a group mm-hmm. one 1600 meter race so it goes. Golden Slipper two weeks into the Size Produce stakes two in two weeks into the Champagne so it looks as though they're setting it for the two races on the back end of that series the Size and the uh, and the Champagne but I wonder if it's more from a, um, a residual breeding value opportunity I know Justin Warwick sent uh, what was that. Leader that he sent over there, and she won a couple. Kielista. Of, Kielista, she won a couple mm. of features over there, end up getting sold for nine hundred thousand dollars as a broodmare, which was quite a uh, quite a fill up for um for killista considering considering she was a scandal keeper from memory by scandal keeper. So this might be a similar sort of um, you know financial tactic where they're going to try and get some east coast um, mm-hmm. east coast black type on her and, and boost her residual broodmare value. She's a belter. Yeah, exactly right. And of course, she's a belter. Capped off a terrific day in the saddle for Clint Johnston Porter, who's going to go. Who's going from strength to strength. He's suspended at the moment, but uh, that was a big day for him and a big day for Adam Durant as well. His his number. Who he is the number one rider for, but. in the, in the Magic Millions Tour Classic, I thought the third horse was enormous under the circumstances, street parade. Russell Stewart and the team, James Stewart. Jimmy, who was on the master one last week, they can push forward towards the Karakata with confidence. Um, thought that the way, the way that that race was run um, and how, how fast that that horse had to go early uh, to get run over in the last 50 meters or so was significant. But, um, but yeah, she's a belter. Luke Fernie, congratulations. And in the other feature of the day, what about David Harrison? He's got a remarkable record in these Magic Millions races and uh, Pixie Chicks. Pat, uh, speaking of remarkable records in big races, Paddy Carberry. Paddy's won a Kingston mm-hmm. Town Cox Stakes, Perth Cup, and now a Magic Millions year olds So Paddy's uh, almost in career best at the moment, which is quite incredible. So Paddy and David Harrison. How are they teamed up for Pixie Chicks in the three-year-old Classic, Guru?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard to knock. I, I probably haven't. Uh, how long has Paddy been around for? When you say career best. Yeah, well, early nineties, I'd say. Yeah, so yeah. probably, well, a good ten years before my time. But uh, yeah, in my time, following WA racing he's in career best. It's funny when, he gets interviewed by Julio or um or Michael Heaton or something post race or whatnot. He's he's he seems to be a lot more um, jokey and happier yeah. and whatnot. So in I in think he, I think he's uh, in a good spot. Yeah. And the success does bring that obviously yeah. as well, and and riding for the good stables and having the backing of the good stables, um, yeah, you see Simon Miller putting him on uh, religiously, and Bob's gone looks to be going back to him um, quite a lot uh, for a lot of his a uh, lot of his stars as well. So uh, yeah, he's a he's a hoop you can trust at the moment. We're a bit we're a bit shorter hoops at the moment, aren't we? Clint's away, Joey's not riding here; he's suspended or away. Um,
0: Brad Willa
1: got hurt during the week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Brad all Willa fell. There has been there's been positive news good. about that since, hasn't there? Pretty yeah, good. yeah. So that's that's good. But um, yeah, there's a real real shortage. I mean, you got to say that. Yeah, it's a it's a real shortage. It's it's quite an interesting time to be a uh, a hoop in Western Australia. Some good opportunities around.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, Pinjarra Magic Moon's day was a bit of a wild ride, wasn't it? Really, like the uh, the meeting was originally scheduled for Saturday, got moved to Sunday because it was too hot, and then Sunday ended up being wet and windy, and uh, there was no- it was hard to get- it it was hard to uh, bet on your phone because the uh, reception was down, so it was a bit of a mixed bag, and then to top things off, uh, old god Loki somehow gets up in the uh, (laughs) Pinchera when I think both of us were pretty keen on the spruce. Wash
1: your (laughs) mouth out. (laughs) Wash your mouth out. That never occurred. I know I'd had a f i would had ai know I'd had a few beers by that stage of proceedings, but I still,
0: I still uh No, I don't think so, BJ. That didn't
1: Were, they, they, did Pistol Pete back it?
0: He's yeah, apparently. Oh. Yes. He said he said oh, uh yes. On. Yes. On the way home he made a, he in the bus ride home he made a comment about how he back guard Loki, you know he almost got out the window,
1: I'm pretty sure. so. <laughs> well, it's lucky I was sitting. In, lucky I was sitting in the front. Otherwise, he definitely would have gone out the window. <laughs> I can assure you of that. But uh, yeah, no, well done though. Good training efforts. Uh, getting off the fence. They're a bit of rain around. It looked like they all wanted to push off the fence. And um, I don't know if the fence is all that bad. We saw
0: Clairvoyance come out and win the last. Uh, obviously leading. Um, yeah, I think I think the king, I- the king, sort of going from rail to three, four off on straightening, gifted the obviously gifted the rails run and the winning run to uh, to Urdgard Loki and Saleo who ran third, but also shunted our horse, the Spruker, and I think that mm. cost it the race, really, so... Do
1: you reckon the Spruka maybe wasn't... I don't know. I never... On the band I thought, oh, geez, I'm cooked here. Like, even without... Like, I, think, I think that was because
0: because they, sh- they were shifting out underneath it, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, taken... I
1: wasn't sure. Was, yeah. I just wasn't sure how it was traveling at that point, and... Um, but, yeah, I... The is very, very honest, and... Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get our money back at some stage. Yeah,
0: and also shout-out to the OG, Travis Murray, owner part owner of Clairvoyance and his, uh, his pin-up girl. She uh, she bounced back to winning form in the last, leading all the way for Holly Watson and Darren McAuliffe. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, yeah, I think that was just a –
1: well, what, what, what about the drift as well? I'm pretty sure – I think it came back into high fours on Betfair, but I'm um, pretty sure there were some sixes around. Yeah, $6, um, definitely, yeah. That's that's wild stuff, yeah. like wild, 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 wild stuff. Um, yeah, for a horse who, uh, as we said, can probably be three, four lengths off her best, was always going to lead. Um, yeah, I I wasn't knocking her, but I, I thought I was being a bit harsh with my two dollars
0: ninety type thing. Yeah, um, that we marked her at. So I remember standing in the ring looking at the uh, at Peter McCormick's markets, and he had her five dollars, and I jumped on Betfair and with the. Eventually, when we connected, uh, she was—I think she was above six dollars, maybe six forty, six twenty, mm-hmm. something like that—at uh, that right, right at that moment. And then shortly after, she began to to come in, and I see she firmed up quite a bit late. So, I think yeah. three, yeah. But um, but yeah, congrats, Travis and D Mac and all the team because it's uh, she they got to got her back after uh, some I guess some stressful moments. Just wondering whether she's ever going to uh, recapture winning form again. So, congratulations to them and um. Finally, Terry, we probably should uh, have a chat about the Own the Dream event at Ascot Trackwork, Saturday Gallops, last Saturday morning. With Pinjara moved to Sunday, I decided to get up early and uh, take my daughter Isabel to my the My alarm track, didn't track go work. off. I said it. It just, <laughs> it, just, it,
1: just, it just didn't go off, PJ. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> happened. <laughs> Bloody, I, I caught, was annoyed. I'll tell you what. I call bullshit right there, Terry. Very um, much. <laughs> looking forward. What It was what? I said it for 4.45 p.m. Isn't that right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How Mate. They go off they're all they're all wondering where the guru was um, uh. but um, yeah it was yeah it was an, just another another slick event up on the uh, in the members section of the Yascot grandstand and Simon a Miller hats off to Simon a he stole the show he uh, he came up and um, uh, Grabbed the microphone and he had four horses galloping on the morning, uh, two pairs of two. Uh, Paddy Carberry was mic'd up with a um, with a camera on his back as well, like a, a GoPro. I uh, had a few technical issues with the sound and the and the vision there, but um, what the uh, what the competition was on the day was he had to clock the last two hundred meters for both um, both gallops, and then whoever was um, nearest the 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 official time, which was provided by Simon's um, e-tracker, um... Was uh, one a membership to Perth Racing for the year, which was quite a good prize actually. So mm. f- uh, fair to say that none of the one winners, the one wonders, won uh, won the competition. But um, yeah, Simon A just a terrific ambassador for the game. He was able to handle all the questions that came his way, humour the crowd, talk to Paddy Carberry and Holly Watson through the track gallops, um, and then afterwards he yeah he just um, he just a, a really good provided another good shop front for and professional shop front for West Australian Racing for, and for people to get looking to get involved. In uh, in racehorse ownership, so another good event. Moving on to the Own the Dream Grand Finale at the Magic means Complex on Friday, February 18. Terry, so make sure you uh, you get your alarm set for that particular event. That so uh, we can't afford I to miss m- that one.
1: I won't miss that one. Don't you
0: worry. So, yeah, uh, the uh, terrific concept, terrific event. Everyone involved uh, just, yeah, really, really impressed with how it's all unfolded so far. Really looking forward to the finale in uh, next Friday afternoon. And before we begin our Cyril Flower Stakes preview, Terry, last comment, the 1-1 WA Racing Podcast Handicap finally got underway at Belmont on Monday, and it was quite the... uh, it was quite the spectacle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it had to be, didn't it? It did need to be a little bit of a show of shit. And uh, just that's want, exactly, run, the, run the listeners
1: through through your your one one uh, podcast uh, handicap yeah, experience? It was. It wasn't a. It wasn't an overly uh, positive experience. So I'd i backed Craig G. Craig Whatever it was called at two something, and it it's trading. Last I looked, it was trading a dollar seventy or something on Betfair, and. Uh, and um, I also backed Triple Event when it got out to 50, 60 to 1 uh, for a little bet as well. And obviously Craig E decided not interested in being a horse today. And, um, and Triple Event was in front till, I don't know, Then it running second? I don't know, uh. I'm not sure if I ran second or third. But it was in front till about 20 metres to go. So um, what looked to be a fairly uh, fulfilling 1-1 WA Racing podcast experienced uh turned out to be quite the opposite unfortunately bj but uh that was good to be on the big stage though wasn't it easy <laughs> <laughs> may that's 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 what our race is Izzy, 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 tri- I- Izzy
0: may be triple event and pretty Bella sure easy may shooting. was
1: 260 out to seven bucks or something it's funny because yeah if I hadn't backed craig he probably would have followed that drift out because that probably got to a stupid price but you know what they say bj retrospect it's a powerful tool.
0: Yeah, it was just it was just good to get it off and running, wasn't it? The the, the race name, like all the trials and tribulations that it's been through. So, uh, uh, speaking of yeah. powerful tools, uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to having Toby on later. So I had to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was there was, a, there was a there was a few people at the races on Saturday, uh, Sunday who were saying that we're we're being we're being a bit kind to Toby, but um, uh, kind. yeah, a bit kind. So, but uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. I don't know if Toby knows what, who's waiting for him at the uh, bottom of the Travelator as he embarks on a fifth straight potential fifth straight Mastermind victory, Terry. But without further ado, let's get rolling on our Cyril Flower Stakes preview. Let's do it. Okay, listeners, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Cyril Flower Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, uh, we're recording, uh, sorry, we're teaming up to record episode 114 of the 1-1, your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is quarter to 12 on Thursday, the 10th of February, Albany in the Great Southern in action this afternoon. Ascot and Cogen Up Cup Day for the amateur riders on Saturday. So good luck to everyone involved with the, the annual Cogen Up I guess it's sort of semi-pro uh, meeting there. Uh, Craig Morrison, mm-hmm. if you uh, follow Craig Morrison, the um, Albany Mount Barker race caller on Twitter, and he'll be taking, he'll be um, keeping everyone up to date with all the results and all the photos and and everything. Uh, Morrow does a really really good job of uh, of uh, supporting and um, promoting the Cogen Up event. So give him a follow on Twitter, and you can uh, you can get all the uh, keep up to date with all the events info this sad day and of course the weekend wraps up in geraldton the crayfish coast this sunday
1: yes it certainly does no feature is it it's not a feature day no no, no not, not, not when's the cup
0: can't be too when's far away
1: now yeah, we had the batavia right. sprint a few weeks ago they usually oh no they're not always near each other are they no. actually now i, think I thought it. the Geraldton yeah, cup
0: and the uh, albany cup sort of line up somewhere so that, maybe
1: march april sort of thing yeah I, I think it's usually around april so more importantly when's the when's the port edlin sprint
0: yeah <laughs> that's, a, that's that's the big one yeah yeah does does everyone know that you've uh you're a proud sh- oh. shareholder in no. the mighty peppy jack
1: no i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know good decision
0: though Port Hedland Peppy, he might win the. Uh- Port- <laughs> That's
1: where I don't mind that. Yeah, Port Hedland Pepe. Pepe. But I,
0: I think there's a bit of a rumour going around that they're going to scrap the Port Hedland Sprint target in favour of the Cup. So that could be anything, Guru, with Peppy Jack. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. right. What's the What's the Cup? Oh, it's good to see the owners get that information early. Uh, what's the uh,
0: <laughs> What's the What's the What's the Cup over? Two there's? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is are they on the same day? I think they're on the same day. Yeah, oh, well, the, cup, the say- cup will be worth uh, significantly more. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Well, can you race on the same day twice? Because I get the feeling Peppy Jack would
0: love that. I uh, he used to be able. To. He used to be able to at Leinster and Leonora and uh, Laverton. Those places. Yeah, yeah. Positive you could race twice in a day. Not that long. Not that long ago, actually. So, but I think it's been uh, it's been outlawed. So. Um,
1: yeah, Peppy Jack to me feels like a really good three-hour backup horse. Yeah, you know, it'd go really, really good off, yeah. off 40 minutes type things. So.
0: He's sort of horse he could win over twelve hundred and then go and win over eighteen as well. I would have. Thought well,
1: like I was actually hoping the eighteen would be first, just to just to have him, <laughs> uh, just to have him warm for the twelve hundred <laughs> meters. So anyway, let's get on with this. We're talking dribble. All right, stay tuned. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City meets Get Out stakes competition, and what an exciting week! I mean, our champs first challenges, um, Mastermind, Mundaring Hotel Mastermind with um, with a mystery challenger taking on Toby Dunn, going for number five, looking to become only the second man. Jag 5 on the bounce um yeah stay tuned for a uh what promises to be an epic matchup?
0: Yeah, because we, we draw the line at five, too, Guru. You can't just keep That's marching it. on. Once you've won mm-hmm. five, you are you retire uh, undefeated. So uh, yeah, Toby is out to uh, to uh, make his mark with a fifth straight Mastermind victory. Cannot wait for that. So um, yeah, what's happening, Betfair Edge? You've you've got back in the swing of things, Terry. You've been finding a few winners. What's happening on uh, this weekend's edition?
1: Oh, you're just going to go on Miles' uh, Twitter to see how many winners he's fighting. <laughs> uh, dear, I don't think he listens to this, so I can say. I blocked his uh, Twitter anyway; it's too much for me. Um, love the bet, Fair Edge. Now it's all going very well. Uh, I don't know who we got on tomorrow. We had LK on last week, and uh, obviously he had a pretty good week. So we have we have a pretty good knack, I think, like we do in the one-one pod. Of actually. Uh, Having people on and they tend to have a bit of success on the weekend, but um, no podcast will be available online Friday afternoon and the um, and the website, the radio <laughs> station. BJ, Jeez, I did it so well last week. Uh, yeah, five, six, seven a.m. or something on those lines. Six it's, five, it's seven. on the radio. Six, no, no one listens. No, six, six five, five seven. That's right. Yeah, yeah. no, no one listens
0: Just, to the radio. Yeah, no one listens. Download the app. Pretty easy. Download right? the app. Download exactly the app. right. Yes, yeah. the Edge Guru Winners. Uh, Plenty, it's all happening. Uh, Cyril Flower, Stakes Day. What are you thinking, uh, weather, track, rail position?
1: Well, rail position is quite, um, well, rail position is complete guesswork. So Mm. last week it was six, well, let's forget Pinjarra, the week before, six metres. And you had to lead or be breezed to win. It was just a day where you had to be forward. and the week before that, BJ was at the true. And if you're on the fence, you were brown bread. You basically could not win. Um, the fence was quicksand. So I don't know. Nine meters throughout the year has been off pace. It's been on pace. It's been rail hot. It's been rail cold. So it feels like every week is is just a uh, um, it's complete guesswork. But uh, there have been, and especially I guess this does happen as the season progresses. But there's been real, really strong, definitive patterns. I guess in the last few weeks. So just be mindful of that and. Um, if you don't take an early price, don't be afraid to take a late one. The fitting of the pattern. But it's funny because Belmont, like, they've obviously raced a lot on Belmont. Mm. Belmont's like, do you know how good it's playing? Yeah. You're getting horses leading when you're getting horses coming six off down the centre. You're getting horses three. The, the big one for me is three back the fence. Do you remember that period at Pinjarra? And I think you were one of the first to, to sort of pluck it out. You, the horses that were sort of settling rail and run with cover, and it probably was – uh, Rain-related, were just cooked. Like you yeah. couldn't be in that rail line with cover, and yeah, Belmont's just holding up incredibly well. Like just
0: how fair it's playing. Every meeting, there was a race yesterday where Gold Merits was four back the fence. I think. Um, yep got up and finished 1 but finished alongside blonde warrior who in the, who was three wide with cover so the three wide line with cover was winnable mm-hmm. uh, back on the fence was winnable belmont's just uh, yeah it's it's um it's quite it's been quite refreshing actually to have that little bit of a break from ascot Saturday ascot midweek the throwing the belmont in the mix has been quite good i mean there was a few few big price winners yesterday i don't know did you get a slice of the quaddie terry
1: <laughs> I was, I was alive after all, man. Actually, I was. I, was, I had a little group chat with uh, a few of the lads, and I, I said, which one of you wankers knocked off um, all in the morning? Because I was actually had on my, I uh, had it as one to back when the minimum bet laws kicked in at nine o'clock, but it didn't quite make it to nine a.m. So I, uh, I wasn't on. Actually, that's one of my many hard luck stories, and one of the reasons we're doing a remote podcast actually <laughs> today. <laughs> 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 Uh, but no, just just uh, just all man. I missed the last three legs, unfortunately.
0: So the Quaddy paid two hundred and five thousand yesterday, mm. and there's a carryover of uh, the best part of forty thousand. And in the even in the last alone, Melody Secret thirty four dollars, first moment twenty six dollars a place. And the la- the first four, in the last was fifty five thousand. So, um, yeah, was... yeah, there was some big divvies and some uh, some big collects there to be had in the uh, in the novelties.
1: That was wild. That was some wild stuff in the last, wasn't it? Yeah, that with uh, yeah bumper humper obviously wasn't fit or healthy or happy and then Zudini was up not 99 lengths last <laughs> yeah exactly right over 1200 <laughs> and it probably wins comfortably and uh yeah was, that was a funny 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 old race not one i'd be looking at for uh as a uh, solid form reference going forward bj
0: all right well let's try and uh let's try and find some um find our footing here on Silverflower stakes mm. day in the uh in the opening event the uh millie park plates race one at 12 for the two-year-olds how good is it now the trials are actually working again, Terry? We can we can watch these uh, these trial replays, rather. We can watch these two rods in action and get a uh, good guide as to where they are at. For mine- You are my, you are my trial replay, BJ. I'm just going to listen to what you say,
1: and if it convinces me, I'll have a bet. If not, I won't. <laughs>
0: well, f- for mine, uh, did you catch the trial of- a symphony in Red, Mark Porter, I did, yes. Steve I thought That was a really, really nice trial. So uh, I like Symphony in Red from a first starter point of view as well as uh, Hear My Prayer from the Pierce Brothers Yard. Now, this horse was actually an emergency in the Magic Millions last Saturday. So the stable has obviously got a big opinion of Hear My Prayer to have to accept for the Magic Beans. Didn't get a start, but um, this looks a really good uh, backup option for this fellow playing God. Two-year-old trials have been uh, been really, really encouraging. Uh, so from a first starter point of view, Symphony in Red and um, Hear My Prayer, uh, they stand out for mine. Of course, Fiorici Mama and Santorio, they're the two winners of the race. Fiorici Mama found the front in a similar Assignment basically two weeks ago with William Pike in the saddle, uh, and was pretty strong on the line to hold out Hang Glider on that occasion. But um, but yeah, I, good well, day. Good day to be forward. Good day, day to be forward. And um, Pike, was that much well rated by Pike in front actually? So um, yeah, it was his last Saturday winner. That's right. That's uh, right. Uh, Departing. Was there um, when you did the rest of the trial
1: replays, mm-hmm. babe, did you notice much other speed or did you think Fiorucci mama would find the top
0: uh, again with some degree of ease? Yeah, f- I thought Fiorucci mama should find the uh, the top with a fair amount of ease. I've got I've got Expedition with a bit of gate speed, the first starter mm-hmm. from the Tiana Robertson yard, um, and playhouse patron showed gate been in trials was a bit sluggish on debut but I see that the stable have gone for the blinkers uh with Kira Yule and so expecting positive tactics Kira Yule from Gate 10 but really for mine with Holly Watson on Fiorucci Mama should, from Gate 4 should bounce find the front and sort of look to control like she did the other day
1: okay but you're with number uh,
0: 12 Symphony in red yeah I mean mark Forder wouldn't have very many horses in work but i just it was only a nine thousand dollar yielding purchase symphony in red but it's by flying arty who um is uh, uh, very promising young stallion. It's out of a snitzel mess. So she's actually quite, and if you look back through the generations, actually quite well-bred with some very smart horses uh, in her pedigree. And I just like the way that she travelled in that trial for Stephen Parnham. sort of landed midfield, was travelling, um, angled out into 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 uh, galloping room, and Stevie still hadn't even let go of her. So she was able to improve without even – Without him really asking her for an effort, and then shook her up, and then she coasted to the line. I thought that was a quite an impressive trial result from Symphony in Red. Just have to get away cleanly to land midfield again um, from gate six uh, with clear galloping room, uninterrupted run. I think Symphony in Red's the one to beat. All really, right, really like taken it. with that trial. Yeah.
1: Okay. Race number two, another one of the platinum races. How we go? These platinum races are quite uh, have been quite uh, difficult. To, uh, to find the winner in, in recent weeks but we'll try again here the West Speed Platinum back to the 1200 after last week uh, Hallatorium was a moral beating at the 1300 not that we need to, to harp on about that BJ <laughs> but um, yeah interesting couple of runners here obviously we've got Sun Sphere first up uh, you were
0: Durant with Lucy sorry you were disgusted after that race the other day Terry that was very funny
1: I, yeah, I was, and, and let's, that was definitely not a, a dig at Brad. I think I was just, uh, flat that we'd all, we yeah. had a whole bunch of owners in the bus and it would yeah. have been, uh, if we just pushed out, if you, if you watch the replay again at about the 350, and it was good riding by Joey as a party on Blazing Away, but his horse was, was cooked and, um, Buddy, he, he had a real, he didn't want to let ours out and Halatorian's only a little bugger and Blazing Away's a fair unit. And as Brad Rewilla said, he, he just wasn't able to push himself out there. So had to go for the gap. But if we hadn't got out at the top of the straight, I think we would have probably gone past him and mm. um, I'd probably still be feeling it today. So anyway, plenty of good things in store for Halatorian though.
0: Yeah, he's going good. He's doing really well.
1: Yeah, uh, very happy. Um, anyway, this race over the 1200 meters BJ, I tell you what, Ruley. Um not only has she been winning well, but they've uh, they've known, haven't they, as well? There's been strong money, even when she lost three starts back. So she went to pinjara off a month break, missed a run, uh, was backed off the map from a sticky gate with the apprentice on. Things didn't go to plan. It's turned into a reasonable form reference. Uh, but since then, they backed up off four days, sat three deep the trip, beat Parlair by a couple, then... I uh, was in the moving line and uh, and won quite softly against Find Your Man. Um, yeah, she's clearly flying. She's won with something in hand. You do have to query a couple of things maybe. The fact that, A, she's now back again back 1,200 again 12, metres. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's obviously chasing the, the $40,000 race here and understandable. Uh, and secondly, um, that form really hasn't been franked. Find Your Man went really uh, ordinary yesterday. Partly, you a favourite, Find Your Man? Yeah, yeah. Backed off the map. Yeah, backed off the map. Um, yeah, that was the race that meant we did a COVID safe podcast. Um, <laughs> and Parlair, I think, might be going around on Sunday. Last time I looked at the acceptances for Gero. So, um, yeah, a little bit to be... Um, done there in regards to franking of the form, but you can only beat what's in front of you, BJ. $3.30 or so, I think that's sort of bearish bones. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a little bit thin, so. um, Just a little spec for me on on the toppy native chimes. Yep. Um, She's uh, the only leader in this race, Um, she should be able to march straight to the top Holly Watson's been aboard twice Uh, two of those two of those two of her better runs in recent times um, that second to stand out Rose on the 13th of October last year that was that day where if you were leading you were cooked you were absolutely brown bread and um, she's Led, given a big kick, and only got grabbed right in the line by a, uh, a horse on the better part of the going and better part of the surface. Um, Holly then was on when she uh, rolled against Pat Got Sass and beat Pat Scott Sass, who obviously came out and won $100,000 eh? race. So that form looks reasonable enough. Um, yeah, she'll just go to the top run. And uh, look, I don't know if she'll be able to hold on late, but she's around about. Well, she was eight uh, or six uh, seven bucks. Yeah. Yeah, around about yeah, around about that seven dollar mark. That's that's enough for me. I think she's going to be in front for eleven hundred and fifty meters at least. So,
0: what does that pay? <laughs> well, Newhad was in front for uh, a little stride or two on Saturday as well. and yeah. um, <laughs> still, still waiting for my justice payout. <laughs> yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, the, the leader in the race um, goes good for Holly Watson. Chose a bit of dash fresh fresh two does native chime, so I can see where you're going mm-hmm. with it. Ruley, the the one to wait for for me. I'm sure you can probably guess the last time I backed Ruley was the day that it got beaten by Sooty Boy. Thanks, Sooty Boy. Uh, that was, uh, that yeah. was that was outstanding. Paddy Carberry on board that day got beat. A lip was a bit stiff. Um So what price was what price was Sooty Boy that day, uh, BJ? Hundred to one. I think you probably. You and Toby Dunn and Pete Anten—it's probably back there, I reckon. So. <laughs> uh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> but uh, so I haven't had the uh, had the pleasure of chiming in our last two, but yeah, just flying. love the way that she sat three wide, no cover, and won like a fair horse uh, her maiden two starts ago and then followed up with a pretty convincing display the other day. Good to see Vaughan Sigley back in a bit of form as well. Jay Whiting, he's... He's running super at the moment. The horses are are, uh, really running for him. So Rulli is the, uh, for me, is the obvious uh, on topper for mine. Uh, I just thought Alien from Mars was a bit stiff. Chris Parnham on the other day, sort of made a mess at the start, got back, had to go around them, um, got sort of shunted and then rattled for for third. Um, Just with a clean getaway and a soft run from a low draw, Chris Parnham saved up. If he can potentially sort of, go through them or inside them with alien alien from Mars has a has a bit of a kick like like finishing burst as alien from Mars might be might be another horse with a bit of closing speed to, to get over the top of native chimes as well but for me I thought rule Lee around yeah I was hoping for more like 350 what price were you Ah, um, I found this
1: race difficult to mark I'm just watching the native This is you're about to get one of those uh one of those sooks. I think I have to wait another couple of hours. New bowler and native chimes is just just getting walloped as I'm talking. The price yep. has been up for an hour. Is someone listening? Is there bugs? I knew we shouldn't have done a COVID safe edition. <laughs> um, I I didn't mark this race with any real degree of confidence. I was around about rule ruley four dollars native chimes, who's now eight to five fifty across the board. So I have to decide if I want to take five fifty now rather than eight dollars, which is lovely. Um, But it was more for me about taking a few of the others on to some degree. And uh, the the three we've mentioned are the three I'd I'd sort of be focusing on.
0: Yeah, very good. Yeah, Rulie for me, but if if she's going to get knocked off, I think it could be a day for Alien from Mars, Chrissy Parnham and Bobby Turrell. Race three.
1: Race three over the 1,400 metres. Gillian Antar... Antartus, so yeah, forever Antartans. a winner, handicap. I like that. That's a good race name. Forever a winner, handicap. Uh, and geez, this is uh, this is Match Race uh, Central. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh there is only two runners. I know Bragwell is just a tick under the $10 mark, but uh, yeah, Trade War $1.90, River Rubicon $3.10. If there's a horse that deserves to win a Saturday race more than Trade War, then I haven't found it. Um, I actually wrote my uh, preview last night, BJ, and I said these are the three horses that gave Trade War the cart up. Uh, there was uh, Island Missile three starts ago uh, when Chevelle de Varga won. Island Missile ran 11th, beating about seven lengths. Two starts ago, it was, oh, who was it Praying with God? Yes. Praying with God was the horse trying to give uh, Trade War the card up. It ran last. And last start, it was Depara, who was deep the trip giving Trade War the card up, and it ran last. It, it's it's hard to stress how how important it is to have a nice horse carding you into the race when you're rearward and you're trying to chase horses like Chevelle de Vega or horses like Fanta on leader bias tracks. So those efforts become even better when you sort of look at the obstacles um, he faced in the run. So, look, he should land a a bit closer here. There's there's some obvious back markers that should be behind him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he'll be in about fifth on the back of a horse like um, uh, Brother Paddy, perhaps. And it just comes down to how good River Rubicon is. I'm, I'm not too keen to get involved at trade war or anything too thin because I think River Rubicon is really good. That win last start, I know... The breeze was better than the rail at Mount Barker, but that was a really nice win. Um, and every everything we've seen from Rubicon has been really, really nice. So, um, yeah, you'd love to see them just go to the top here, um, yeah. BJ. Yep. I can't see why they would look to hand up or who they would even hand up to. Uh, Tank, Tanker doesn't jump that well. Call against Fresh, it's one that might race forward, but they're probably happy just plopping in around them. But, um, yeah, cracking match race. I'm $2.10 versus $3.20, so they've yeah. The current market obviously is priced 125%, I'm priced to 98%, so that it's basically
0: bang on and um, yeah, cracking race. Yeah, I was actually a bit closer together. So, uh, Trade War and River kind of marked them almost uh, fairly similarly actually. I I tipped Trade War in the leg up. I've been keen on him to knock off cheval de Varga twice now and then to knock off Fanta. Um, hasn't been able to through circumstance and more the gates I reckon than, than anything. Um, and also just the the tempo at which the races have been run. But um, has he the only th- worry that I have is has he just thrown so much into those last three runs? Um, when when does he start sort of tapering off for his prep? Or, or can, yeah. he, can he sustain it? Whereas River Rubicon's a fresh fresher horse on the scene. Got the soft kill first up. Twelve hundred Mount Barker comes to town. Fourteen hundred gets a gets a draw where they can hopefully be really positive and. And um, sort of control the race from there. Trade War again is going to be chasing again, having to get over the top of River Rubicon. Uh, for mine, I I I've got leaning to Trade War, but at the prices at the moment, River Rubicon's a bet for me. So um, okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's I, I was sort of. Thinking River Rubicon, um, they might be a bit closer in the market, but uh, the market at the moment has found trade war. I think uh, Brad went up 2.10, currently ninety with Brad. And um, yeah, as Terry said, he's into odds on across the board now, trade war. So um, that being the case, River Rubicon is the bet for mine. I just hope Sean uh, McGrady is really decisive on River Rubicon early. If they're going to lead, lead and um, and just try to, try to win from there and make trade war get over the top of him. Yeah, I think that's bang on. It's, uh, we, we can really only sort of, uh,
1: sort of guess how good River Rubicon is. And this is, uh, this is the perfect, uh, perfect assignment. Trade War's been in a few match races, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it and Chevelle de Varga cleared out twice in the market. And last week it was it and Fanta. Kendall's me dad was the third horse that went well. But, um, yeah, Trade War finds itself in a lot of head to head battles. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll learn a, a bit more on Saturday, but it'll be a case probably for me, BJ. If, I'm hoping one of them gets walloped. I'm hoping River Rubicon gets smashed in the market, and I get some high twos trade war. I'm hoping trade war starts at dollar seventy, and I get four bucks River Rubicon, and then that'll probably decide who I back.
0: Yeah, yeah, both both really nice horses. Of course, trade war is a four yard River R- Rubicon three. I imagine if River R- Rubicon wins a run section second, he'll push on to maybe a mile next start, and Steve Steve mm-hmm. Wolf will be eager to see whether he can um, he can sort of have a second string wa derby maybe even first string wa derby horse uh, alongside stablemate let's deal who we'll be talking about shortly but really really nice horse river rubicon and i think trade wars got is a genuine saturday horse and a quality quality up and comer as well so good race uh, i've tipped trade war in the leg up as i said just recapping but uh, the the way that the market is structured at the moment river rubicon is a bet for mine
1: Very good. Race number four, the Crown Perth Handicap over the 1000 metres. Intriguing, intriguing little race here. More importantly, an intriguing little speed map here, BJ. Uh, Fair bit of tempo uh, is engaged, but who goes for the front, who sits and whatnot is probably the key. Um, So we have just lost my screen for a moment there. Uh, We've got some sort in, in barrier in gate eight. Do you think some sort has the pace back to the 1,000 metres? You, you presume that Jet's been booked purely for the fact they want to lead this race. I've got some sort finding the fence. Do you concur? I do. PJ? I
0: do. Yeah.
1: Some sort of fine in the fence. Express time sits. You, express time with a sit is 100 to 1. Um, with 61.5 kilos, it's been gifted two wins in a row. I really like express time being $7 in this race because that's, what's that, 14 15% of the market mm-hmm. that I just – just simply could not have. Um, they've done really well with Express Time this campaign and the wins they have got out of her, but with a sit, she is uh, absolutely cooked. I would suggest born to rule in gate number 12. I think they'll probably probably find the breeze with Born to Rule, but gee, she's gonna have to do some serious work because there's no it's no certainty that some sort finds a rail on its day crammed and can be very quick. Yeah um it can be very hard to cross, and then you've obviously got ex- Express time. They might be desperate to kick up. They might see it the same way, or we're not going to stop/start with sixty-one and a half, and uh, and then you also have Kelvin, who I don't think back to the thousand will be able to go with them early. But, Bj but will go hard enough to make you sort of work. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. exactly right. So there's this was a race. I just yeah, I found so many horses. I was happy to put a line through. So um, I thought Bond Rule would go up a bit shorter. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed it hasn't because from the barrier, I'm pretty pretty happy to take on Born to Rule to some degree. The trial, the trial was good. This is a horse who's been educated in, in jumping and running. And um, I, I just, there. I still think there's a big possibility Born to Rule, Chris Parnham, if he doesn't, begin all that well or, or if there is that little speed battle he might have to take a seat or he might have to look for a, a spot or he might end up three wide no even if he gets to the breeze she gets to the breeze sorry it's a um, it's a really tough assignment um, with the amount of tempo and the, and the pressure that's going to be on uh, some sort Jet still looking for his first Saturday winner um, I think that it's one of the hardest to beat, but I, yeah, I'm I'm always happy to take on the young apprentices while they're still looking to crack a milestone. Like uh, young Luke Campbell's got a few really nice rides down at um, Albany, up at Al- down at Albany today, uh, but I'll probably just be happy to to stay out of, of Luke until he rides a winner. I think he's pretty good by the way bj okay Campbell, a lot the way yeah i think he's got a little bit about him so uh hopefully he can crack it on a horse like worth a risk today um express time as i said i'm happy to take on guns and navarone's not impossible with this weird old tempo out in front like a jaguar is not impossible with the tempo but where fitness wise we like a jaguar is that I, I couldn't back it personally uh, agent kennington's a, just a plotter but again not unsuited with the tempo on and Uh, there's no way I'm having Kellen probably sitting one or two back the fence back to the thousand meters so basically it comes down to the only horse I can back is timescale BJ Um, I think timescale comes out of a harder race in that 66 plus I don't think timescale was suited dropping out from the awkward alley Um, I like the fact Born to Rules drawn outside timescale so Patty Carberry can follow um, her across and either find a spot or or just just sum it all up and, and try and make something work but just on their best form and, and what's sort of proven at the minute, and as we said, Paddy Carberry's riding pretty well. I'm, I'm happy having something on uh, on
0: time scale, basically from a pair of deduction. Yeah, yeah. I thought time scale was pretty good. First up, mm-hmm. just got caught in a. I forget the horse he was. She was following. I think it might have been King's Authority, perhaps. Yeah, it was. It yep. was King's Authority, who sort of was. Three wide, no cover, maybe even four wide at stages and just meant that Brad Parnum couldn't go when he wanted to go and it didn't take him anywhere, just a bit, a bit of a uh, good old-fashioned um, roadblock there. And then so had to peel and go around and lost ground and got going again late so I reckon there was actually a lot of merit in the run and that that she can she can bounce off that and elevate so yeah I'm with you with the the timescale I think I found this really hard race and
1: her, her Korean wins have all been on speed yeah. or in the first three or four as well so I don't, I don't think
0: she's a mare that's going to come from last yeah yeah so yeah that could probably yeah three wide with cover timescale um, a bit closer than she was first up perhaps for, for her but yeah I uh I did this race uh, quickly uh, last night when I was doing my leg up, and I just as soon as I done, it didn't, it didn't deserve it didn't deserve much time. As soon as I started my writing, I sort of felt, oh, I don't know if I've gone the right way here, but um, just probably more the fact that the Adam Durant camp is just going so well at the moment, and uh, mm-hmm. um, just they've good to have really firing. I think four winners last last Sunday at Pinjara. Um, it's born to rule has. Is fast, got good form as a two and three-year-old around some handy horses. Uh, first up, we're expected to to run really well. Trial was good, quick time. A- again, it's just it's just going to be what sort of pressure. Born to Rule is going to have to encounter uh, from coming across from the outside alley. If it can get outside leader with Chris Parnham, just the way that he rides, he's able to conserve and, and he's qu- quite kind to these on-speed horses. If some sort and Jet Stanley can be a bit of a marker and Chris Parnham can rate Born to Rule outside and leave a little bit in the finish, I think Born to Rule has got a bit of class and is fast enough to, to make a real impact. I, I'm with you. I thought it would have been um, vying for favoritism. Born to Rule sort of is now, wasn't initially. But uh, so I went for Born to Rule on top, low confidence, but I'm sort of sort of starting to head in your direction with time scale, So It's starting to make a bit more sense to me now. And, um, and I thought Guns of Navarone could be the blowout, but he's he's sort of he's sort of 750-ish now. I thought he was yeah. sort of going to be more like double figures.
1: Yeah, me too. I um, thought we might see something a little bit better. Guns of Navarone was probably a better run than timescale just about yeah. uh, at their last time out, but I think timescale will be ridden more suitably here. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's got that sort of blowout feel, but I just can't see what the what the potential blowout is. Lucy and Brett Pope. Combined, yes, they were street fair. <laughs> street fair, yeah, Jesus Christ, cram—not uh, Cramden, Klondike Kenny has put in a couple of okay ones. But, street yeah, fair, it's got—it's got a blowout type of feel. But uh, I'll just be focusing my attentions on time scale. But good luck to the crew with uh, the danger—the clear danger in my market is some, some sort. sort. I got born to rule. I got born to rule. Third favorite, but some sort. I got about four fifty, and um, yeah, good luck to uh, to Walks and uh, Daney and uh, and Cripper who uh, yeah, big chance of uh, having their first. First Saturday success with Jets. First day
0: success. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good luck to the boys with some sort. So, all right, let's take a break, Terry, and we'll be back with the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind, Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, this one, Terry. We've got Toby Dunn versus Jay Rooney. We cannot wait. Oh.
1: BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Masterminds. Competition. Who's it? Uh, tell us more about
0: the Mundaring Hotel, BJ. Ah, oh, will do, will do, Terry. Thanks for that, lady. That was a good one. Um, the Mundaring, of course, <laughs> has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Uh, you, if you're uh, a big fan of uh, this this weather, getting out and about this weekend, go and check out the Mundaring. Butchie and his mob up there will uh, will roll out the red carpet for you. Feed Flutty, uh, Flutter, Froffies,
1: Flutty. <laughs> No, don't mind a fluffy
0: <laughs> <laughs> froffies. Family atmosphere, big decks. Uh, get up there, support our sponsors, the uh, the great team up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Say good day to In Butchie O'Connor. So this is uh, this is going to be a good one, Terry. We have, of course, Toby Dunn, who has won four straight Masterminds, and he's looking to become only the second person. To win five on the trot, and uh, secure up his uh, seat at the Perth Racing Guru end of year party—is that still up for grabs? Is that still a—is that still a thing, Terry?
1: Yeah, of course it's still a thing. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, we might even—I I, just a little bit of it in, so we might even move it forward and do it mid-year? in October this year. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not mid-year. It's still be second <laughs> half of the year. But uh, look, I'll be honest with you. I think. I think I've had fun with Toby, but I think Toby might get the invite, uh, even if he's unsuccessful here. Okay. So I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping Jay knocks him off, so that gives. Uh, oh, oh, I need mean to say who it is. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> oh shit! I oh, know. So, what have
0: I done? <laughs> no, that's all good. Our challenger for today <laughs> is none other than Jay. Rooney from the West Australian, the only man, the only contestant, rather, to win five straight masterminds. And of course, Toby and Jay have done battle uh, before when we were recording up at the Mundaring. And uh, yeah, it was uh, Toby gave Jay a bit of a scare, but uh, Jay saluted on that particular occasion. So, uh, in order for Toby to make it five straight. We've uh, wheeled out the big gun, so this looks set to be a cracker. Without uh, holding you on the phone any longer, Jay, because I know you're a busy man, welcome back to the 1-1. Thanks,
2: guys. Good to be back.
1: Uh, well, I've just butchered that. It was meant to be a nice surprise factor in this. Uh, Jay, it is great to have you back. Uh, Toby, I'll direct this one at you. Now that you know who you're up against... Um, what's what's the main feeling? Is it redemption? Are, are you chasing the five, or is it just about beating uh, Jay Rooney?
2: I think it's just about beating Jay Rooney. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to sure. redeem myself, and I, I'm hoping for a level playing field today. N-
0: so no uh, no McLurch questions.
2: <laughs> if we can, yeah, <laughs> a bit more modern well, would be would be pleasant. Wow. Bless McLoach's cotton
1: stuff. Jay's not just playing for everybody that um, wants to see you get beat, but he's also playing for everybody that backed the Spruker last week because uh, you you and uh, Pistol Pete Anthony, it's probably led by Pistol Pete Anthony, it's obviously backed – Utgard, Loki, um, there's a few disgruntled punters around. So, um, yeah, I, I actually I'd, don't know any anybody that will be cheering for you here, Toby. You're on your own. I
2: do, I noticed a bit of that anti-Utgard chatter. I, I saw a lot of pros broken at anti-Utgard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, lead, work it out. we're leading the charge. <laughs> so, uh, Toby, and, uh, Toby Dunn and Jay Rooney, this is a clash of the mastermind titans. Here we go. Your names are ah, your buzzers and to be crowned this week's mastermind you need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly terry
1: okay but just before we start bj your ears all cleaned out are we because i feel a bit nervous as a as a host yeah you, because th- this is that both you'd think mo- both parties will know the answer pretty quickly here so it's really going to come down to who's first in best dress we've got to we've got to adhere to the rules properly as soon as we hear a name we stop asking the question oh, I'm just nervous BJ I'm just a bit
0: nervous yeah there's a lot at stake
1: anyway alright it's time to get into it challenger I don't feel like Jay deserves to be called the challenger so I've just got to get on with this challenger are you ready Yeah, let's do it it took him a second there because he's like hang on I'm not the Challenger, <laughs> mastermind are you ready Let's go. Three, two, one. Who am I? After debuting in 2013, I won my first two career starts in dominant fashion before narrowly being defeated by Takanori in the WA Breeders Classic. Uh, a little bit of a sweet note. Toby. Saw- oh, hang on with oh. <laughs> I was just... I was just, just come on.
0: <laughs> Terry wanted to qualify the question.
1: <laughs> I was just, just giving you a bit more. I was going to say, we saw Takanori's sibling, Rokanori, win at Belmont yesterday. Uh, while I spent the majority of my career with a Southwest stable, I did have a brief foray with the Jim Taylor yard. I competed in three Cyril Flowers, winning one, but I am probably best remembered... Uh, for one of the all-time great salutes from my hoop Mitchell Pateman in the 2016 Mungrup
0: sprint. I am Dreamlifter. Toby done. Well done. Well done. Jeez, right.
1: That's good. How did, how did you sorry, how did you get that Toby? How was what was your thought process in getting that? You didn't know who ran second in the 2013 or 2014? Well,
2: I've been British looking classic. at the breeding of Takanori to work out where Rokanori fit in and and I look back at the breeder's classic. Jeez. Um, very good. And I knew I knew Dream Lifter won a cereal flower because I backed it that day. Geez,
0: um, were you la-
1: Were you? He gets the answer there? right, and he, and he gets a trumpet. He was, um,
2: you sorry, you sorry, did, did, did backed it back to back to Sorry, <laughs> I
0: wagged Dang. school to go down the tab to back Dream Lifter. <laughs> I
1: don't think he'd started school yet.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, this I kid dead set. All right, come, come on, on, Jay. Come on. <laughs> All right. Next question, Toby. One, Jay, yet to score. Name the only trainer to win both the Cyril Flower Stakes and Challenge Stakes in the last three years. Toby. Jay. Tommy Miller. Incorrect. Toby. Darren McCullough. Yes, that is correct. Of course, Soleil, Soleil, won the, Soleil won the challenge last year and Rebel King won the Silver Flower three years ago. Toby, two, Jay, yet to score. Okay. Last year, Platoon ran fifth in what feature race? The start before claiming the- Jay. Si- Jay? Jay? Jay. Perth Cup. Correct. Here we Correct. go. Here we so, go. So uh, Platoon ran, fi- <laughs> ran fifth in the Perth Cup. Uh, Behind stablemate Nerf Bosk and then came out and won the cereal flower stakes six weeks later. 2 1, Toby Dunn. Next question. How many starts in Western Australia did Superstorm have after winning? Toby. Toby? After winning. Three. Three? Three. Correct, Jay. Negative. You can read the rest of the question, BJ. How many starts in West Australia did Superstorm have after winning the 2020 Challenge Stakes? Zero. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> what a,
1: all the crowd wanted was this to be two all at some point
0: in time. That's all we know. <laughs> two, oh, two. Here comes the
2: McLoach question. I can <laughs> feel it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> Bring it back. All right, Danny Miller. <laughs> that's a joke. That, that is a joke. Okay, two joke. all. All right, here we go. Name the only horse to beat home tricks of the trade in his Toby. Six- Toby. He's a
2: sizzler.
0: He's, he's done it. Toby's done. He's- Mastermind history here. Five straight, equaled Jay Rooney, who's knocked off in a titanic struggle. It came down to the last question, and the only horse to beat home, Tricks of the Trade, in his sixth start so far. Toby was first in, and he was correct with He's a Sizzler. Congratulations, Toby Dunn.
2: Thank you very much. It feels good to be now on a par with Jay Rooney. <laughs> I've got a lot. Li- I've got a live audience. Probably the only person that was possibly going to cheer me on in this in this match.
0: Who you got there? Who's who's your support crew? I've got
2: I've got one. Uh, Natalie Francis in the car with me
0: ah very good say hello to natalie friend of the podcast uh toby mate what can we say we threw everything at you the kitchen sink we even brought jay rooney out of retirement for one last crack but we couldn't knock you off jay that was gallant first up from a spell you almost made the big comeback uh thanks again mate thanks for jumping on and uh and uh having a crack
2: that's all right um one one now with you toby so i uh, will uh, we'll- See you again
1: down the track. I bet. Still- I, I think. I think you will. I think there'll be like a, a best of the best in the future or something along those lines. So maybe that's going to be the thing. Now, once you get three in a row, the last two, but you have to go past Toby and Jay. Yeah, you yeah get the, the that's, double that's- make make getting getting five time a near impossibility. I reckon
0: that's very good. So Jay, as I said, that was brave, uh, fresh. Uh, coming in, taking on the uh, the the uh, the uh, race hard and informed Toby Dunn, but three uh, two to Toby. Congratulations! That's one. That's another one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring. You think you got enough, mate, to have a decent session up there on Butchie's Big Deck?
2: Uh, I reckon I'll be able to have a good good time with five hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to come back another week. I really was starting to run out of fingers to add all those up <laughs>
0: Uh, we're gonna oh, we're gonna miss you, you Toby. We're gonna miss you, mate. But uh, uh, we might have to get you in for a for a preview, actually, at some stage. So, um, good luck. I know you've pulled over on the side of the road, and you're you're headed to uh, to Albany to try and find a few winners in the Great Southern. Good luck today. And Jay, you've got to head off to do some uh, some uh, very important business for the West Australian newspaper as well. Thanks again to Toby and Jay. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have two fresh contestants on next week. But we'll see you later, man. Thank thanks
2: guys.
0: So, So, Terry, we'll have to have two fresh faces on the Mastermind next week.
1: Yeah, we certainly will. yeah, picked on Toby a fair bit throughout uh, the last five weeks, but uh, fair effort. That's a fair effort. He's only in his—he's very early twenties. Yeah, I, I think so. so yeah. Look, looking at him, you'd say teens, but he's only in his very early twenties, and um, yeah, that knowledge and that skill set. I love. I, I really do like how he explained how he came up with the dream lifter answer so quickly and his thought process and the way it worked and. Um, yeah, that's cracking. So a much deserved victor, and I, I love a bit. Of, I I pick on him, but I love a showman. I yeah. really do, Laz. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah no, I, I do enjoy a showman. So uh, well done, Toby. And uh, next week, head to head. What should I just message, direct message the one one pod?
0: Yeah, we're, we're searching, we're tag your mates, scouring, scouring far and wide. Uh, Going to have to put a. a could, um, we could go for a matchup. Yeah. Yeah, grudge match. If there's a couple a of mates, a couple of mates who want to square off, brothers, sisters, whoever. If you're interested in having a crack for a $100 voucher to the Mundaring, hit us up at the One One Pod on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we uh, we record on Thursdays. And if you got the time, 15 minutes to put aside to jump on and chat to Terry and I to talk a bit of WA racing, then uh, we'd love to get you involved. But uh, Toby Dunn and Jay Rooney, they. Are on the Mount Rushmore of the WA Racing <laughs> Mastermind uh, Fraser Hay. We 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 often forget about Fraser Hay, but the H train he led the he led the charge early. He got four wins. I think Lockie Taylor got four wins as well, uh, successive. So uh, some big names have um have uh, have um, made the made a real impact on the uh, on the Mastermind over the journey. But uh, now that uh, Toby and Jay are out of the way, it's over to two new fresh faces to uh, to have a crack and uh, make their mark as well, Terry. Yep, certainly is. Some fresh blood on the mastermind. Yeah, can't wait. And we're back with the Morley Grower, sorry, mo- sorry Morley Growers Market, Challenge Stakes, listed race for the three-year-olds, 1,500 metres, race five, this is at 3.16 p.m. Tricks of the trade, who uh, settled the mastermind, the that you've all just listened to the only horse ever to beat home tricks of the trade is of course he's a sizzler well done toby done tricks of the trade he is the odds on favorite after um outstanding first up victory and then quite a soft breeders classic victory at the pinjarra Scarp side track uh, last sunday week so tricks of the trade goes in what are we talking at the moment terry dollar 55 dollar 45 super duper short in this eight horse field uh, will you be playing or will you be staying out of the challenge stakes?
1: Uh, well, how was dollar eighteen last start for Tricks of the Trade and what a confident ride it was. He just sat behind um, Wolfie's Hear Me Sing. Yep. He meets again here. Uh, just sat, but he, you don't often see them sit behind him that long in the straight as well. He just sort of was as kind to the horse. Troy Turner, that is, sorry, was as kind to the horse as he, uh, as he possibly could be. And, um, yeah, the, the margin of victory was only uh just under a uh, length but um fine romance obviously had tricks of the trades back and was asked for a far more substantial effort so it's hard to see anything from that race uh turning the tables or even going close bj but um i wouldn't be taking the dollar 45 mm. not in a uh, not in a million years when you've got a horse called uh, let's deal popping around i um yeah i think let's deal is a a really exciting i've actually tipped let's deal on top um in uh in my little write-up uh on the hub um it's not not because i've marked let's deal favorite I, i'm a dollar i think i'm a dollar 80 odd tricks to trade in four bucks let's deal it's just that there's a bit of x factor about let's deal that we can't um Completely quantify, obviously on debut, uh, sevens to a dollar easily leg in the air and then came out and was one of the runs of the Belmont season when mm. I think they wanted to go forward ended up being last and um, just kept chasing Red Fifty Three all the way to the line in um, when really he had no entitlement to do so with the run he'd had so um, soft win at Mount Barker didn't beat much but I'm not too perturbed about that steps up to the fifteen hundred which I think is going to be highly suitable. Do they lead this, BJ? I, I think they should be leading this. If, if they can, jump jump reasonably well at Mount Barker. And a lot of those horses in that Mount Barker race are pretty quick. There's none that are as quick as those here. Um, I think he can cross recalled if he, if he tries hard enough. The stable mate, hear me sing. I, I'd love to see hear me sing ridden cold. I think it was a bit of a sitting duck late last time out. Yeah. And I think that'll be the same story again. So I think the instructions with hear me sing should be to run a, uh, ride cold and there'll be a better chance of running on into a hole if that's the case. Um, but there's no other speed in this so
0: i'd no, I love think, to see everything hinges on recalled it's a notorious sort of half slow stepper recall mm. so from one if it's you know if it doesn't begin well enough then certainly sean mcgrady should be looking to cross and find the rail and try to control this mm-hmm. get it sort of um dictate dictate terms on let's deal. i can't see anything anything else even attempting to so everything hinges on how well recalled begins i think so but from what i've seen so far if uh, if if you want to beat tricks of the trade in this particular race on saturday i think the the best option for let's Still would be to be positive early find the front and try to try to um control proceedings from there
1: Make, yeah, it's, make, it's, make Tricks
0: of the Trade beat you and maybe if that means hear me sing Working Forward to Breeze and, and um, the, um, the- I guess Tricks of the Trade. Is there any way that Tricks of the Trade gets left facing the breeze? I wonder. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, mm. if they go back on here, if they go back on here, me seeing fine mm-hmm. romance we're behind at Uni Queen, uh, they've decided it's a better horse with cover. Elite Fighter's got no early speed. And um, I actually said, <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to see how Mister Webster or Mister Wolf react if Winging stops dead on either, because they might just ride that with gusto and go yeah. to the top. If, if Winging stops dead on Let's Deal, or if, if it stops dead on Tricks of the Trade, how do you reckon a couple of the uh, the uh, longer serving trainers would react uh, if it's Costs them a, a listed challenge stakes. So uh, well, I know we've only got I know we've only got seven or eight. I know we've got eight. I know yeah. we've only got eight here. But um, I think we'd be far better off with uh, with seven, Bj. Yeah,
0: because
1: it, it'll race in the first few as well. It's oh, it's an ugly horse. It's drawn directly outside of Tricks of the Trade. Oh, directly outside of Let's Dealers. Well. Oh no, yeah. don't like it. Don't like what it could possibly do to this Ho- race. In- inter- indecisive did exactly what we thought last week yeah. as well. Yeah, going we- on the turn went back through. Didn't affect the race too much, but. It's just ugly, just uh, ugly. That should have been vetted, and that should be not in this race. So hopefully, hopefully, it scratches and goes to Geraldton on Sunday, or it goes elsewhere. Because this, uh, all it can do is negative, um,
0: have a negative effect on the race. Yeah, I'm with you, Terry. Hopefully, it's nominated for races midweek, and uh, the um, the stable sort of finds a more suitable race for winging. It's not, it's not terrific placement in this list um, of three-year-old challenge <laughs> stakes on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, and you're right. It's not, it's not terrific placement. No.
1: <laughs> I love the choice of words. It's accurate. It's just, yeah. it's not terrific placement, no. Yeah. Uh, well well beaten in a Geraldton Maiden and attacking a listed race at Ascot. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not terrific placement. Not terrific,
0: not ideal. Uh, and hopefully it just doesn't, doesn't impact the the contest, but it's sort of, oh, it's got to- Oh, I got it's it. Got, <laughs> it's got <laughs> It's got a yeah. bit of a vibe to it. This does, yeah. uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Let's deal. Exciting prospect from the Steve Wolf Yard. Uh, we Will only come forward off that. Off that sort of. I, I rode in My leg It was more of a workman like victory. First up at Mount Barker, but just got just got going through his gears late, and um, for a nice big strong horse to get around Mount Barker and handle that, um, get the job done first up. Come to town. Uh, was Tricks of the Trade as dominant as? That so was was tricks of the trade so dominant at Pinjarra last start that it deserves to be a dollar forty five. Uh no, it's exactly yeah. right. So I so said I'm I'm
1: closer to uh, just I'm still shy of even money, but I'm closer to even money. Um.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously this horse is super super horse. I see, uh, and again I see connection, as a choice, connections connections knocked back a million dollars uh, during the week for uh, yep. for tricks of the trade. That's the the reported did- figure. He pulled um, the trumpet out too, so he didn't need the money. little trumpet yeah, came out.
1: He's, uh, he's going got, good. Got, got, got plenty, buddy. That was, that was his text back. Got got plenty, buddy.
0: Soz. Yeah. Soz. And he goes, can I, um, can I interest you in Oogba Ted instead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You can take the rider as well. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it'll be very interesting what happens with this market. I-, I I haven't had a bet on Let's Deal and I probably won't have an early bet on Let's Deal. I'd love to see the the tricks of trade money come wild. Like at last I said, last starts into a dollar twenty or so. Um, yeah, I'd love to see the money come wild and we see like Let's Deal at $6, $7 is an easy just to bet. Yeah, mm. you'd probably, you're probably expecting to run second. Yeah. Um, but it's an easy bet. $5 I'm less enthused about. But um, yeah, if you, if you see some $6, $7 um, for Let's Deal, um, I'm really happy playing.
0: Do you think the... Price of fine romance will trim, will trim up a
1: bit. Uh, I'm not sure. You've lost William Pike. It's had every chance. It's had trick of the trades back. Um, what's the weight swing actually there, BJ? Um, from what they met at last start. It's only half, half a kilo. A kilo yeah. Like, yeah, it's only half a kilo. So um, not a huge amount in fine romance's favour. The extra 100 metres with all the bobs is extra grand, especially a So You Think Philly. Um, fine romance is a
0: full to pure devotion. By the
1: way. So I'm just no, no, no. look, if we can get say tricks of the trade trades at a dollar forty two type thing, you yeah, are yeah, talking about it taking up 70 percent of the market. So the rest have to fit into to thirty percent. So that's when you're talking you might get your six dollars, seven dollars let's deal, but um who knows what this market will do? I'm just praying for an over better tricks of the trade It'll be yeah. funny. Let's. What happens? Okay. What do you do in this situation, BJ? I'm going to put you in a position. He us the deal. You, you haven't had anything on early. Mm-hmm. It's it's walloped. It's three dollars ten. Tricks of the trade. Two dollars ten. Do you back tricks of the trade?
0: <laughs> well, I marked tricks of the trade dollar eighty. So yeah, I was a dollar eighty. Same, I was yeah. a dollar eighty four fifty. That was my market. So yeah, we're basically bang on there. Yeah. Um. So
1: yeah, do you back tricks of the trade two ten? Probably, <laughs> I probably would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. so you should. Yeah. yeah, so you should probably. So. Yeah, and then watch wing and stop on it after the straight, so. Oh, probably, probably a long way before the straight. Actually, I'd suggest. Yeah. So. Um, but look, yeah, like, no, tricks, fa- tricks. fascinating. I'm glad. I'm glad. Sh- uh, Steve Wolf has gone this way. We'd let's deal. Um, I actually thought he might go the triple attack and go with River Rubicon as well.
0: Yeah, I asked him about um, that during the week, but um mm-hmm. yeah, I think he. I think he's pretty confident that R- River Rubicon can. um can go close to picking up a winner's check as yep. well, while there's only one horse that can get the winner's check here. So he's kept them apart, got to keep them separated, and um, keep yeah. them separated. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my thing with chicks of the trade is super horse, and only uh, you know, like I, I love the fact that we're seeing a non-Serice and White Derby prospect that we're all talking about. I imagine if the all-ins were out, he'd be pretty right up there in the uh, WA Derby. Uh, Proceedings and the, the and I and I'd be taking him on every single day of the week but when these things start
1: dominating at 12, 1400 and they oh this is this will just win the derby because obviously derbies are run over twelve hundred meters aren't they
0: yeah I mean he he did thrash <laughs> them first up uh, but pride like he's yeah I just I don't know I just feel like that the dollar forty five or dollar forty dollar thirty five whatever he might start it's I don't know whether it's whether he's those type of prices, how's it? Is this sort of what you're trying to say? Because I agree with you mm. if it
1: is, those type of prices should be reserved for um Pike Peters Williams almost, but, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I, I just I, like
1: he was, pretty- I think that I, I agree, there's massive, I think there's massive risk in this price.
0: Yeah, he was he was super the other day, but uh, and super confident ride by Troy Turner, but I don't know, like, I don't know whether the. How much was, I don't know. I'm just, it's no, more, like of a, it. more of a, more of a,
1: BJ's declaring, let's deal here. I love it. <laughs> I'm with you. No, as I said, I put let's deal on top because it's above my price. So, okay. um, yeah, no, I love it. Let's deal. All right. Um, let's deal. Let's check seven it out. bucks. We're going to, we're going to get seven dollars late.
0: Okay.
1: We're on together. Let's, Leads from go to I. Wins by three. Let's do it. He gets back on the phone, tries to sell it. Will you take 600,000? <laughs> 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 I need the money. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie, me <laughs> Okay, yeah. race number six, uh, the first leg of the Quadrella, the Heineken 3 handicap over 1,400 metres, 72-plus event. Chevelle de Varga going for six? Six. In a row? Six in a row. Uh, lickety, lickety split, lickety six. I don't know what I'm going for there. Um, I don't know. This is the one that gets beaten, I reckon. This is, this is where the run in. 1,600 back to 1,400. I one. reckon they will... Gate one, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit of a missy gate, a little bit of a Lionel Messi gate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chevelle de Varga uh, may end up on the back of a horse like Creator. You can only imagine with Christy Bennett going on Creator, they're going to ride this with a fair degree of aggression and mm-hmm. they'd want to find the top. Uh, and Bruce Almighty coming across as well. So I, I think they might lead Breeze, Kesh on Chevelle on, um, on the back of Creator. And, yeah, look, uh, I just think uh, time has to come and this, this, is, this has got to be it. Who Who's the culprit? I'd say the Bruce or Resort Man. I think yeah. there's only two. There's only two other winning chances. Um, no Creator, Resort Man. No, I'm fifty to one Creator, yeah. which is pretty long. Um, yeah, no, no, no Creator for me. Um, the only other, if a horse like, if you can make a proper excuse for Kiora Stars last run, um, it was flying. Before that, for Roy, um, but Chris Parnham opts for. You surprised, Bj, to see Chris Parnham opt for Bruce Almighty over Resort Man. Yeah, a touch
0: actually, a touch. Mm. Yeah, but um, he just, he's just. He's just really genuine, isn't he, Bruce Almighty? So maybe, oh, maybe Chris has just had enough of Resort Man, and he's yeah. In, in you know, it, I'm sure he would have ridden Resort Man, of course, if Bruce Almighty wasn't in the race. But top of the flip of the coin, he's probably thinking, well, Bruce is uh, going to be going to be forward. Gonna, he took it right up to Cheval de Varga the other day. Resort Man sort of he's sort of become a, a a horse who needs to be ridden a certain way to be able to finish off, mm-hmm. and needs needs a bit, whereas Bruce is a bit more. Um, sort of simple ride, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, they see the bars are coming off Bruce Almighty as well. So. Are they? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Are they? Are they coming off? I forgot about this. I really yeah. wanted to hop in have a good win Are they
0: coming off, BJ? According to the official gear sheet, they are. However, we will have to follow uh, the races WA Twitter account. On no,
1: Sunday. no, no. But but what does it say on the official gear sheet?
0: Oh, I'm just. It just says here bar plates front off. First off, time,
1: first time. Yeah, yeah. They're the two, they're the two key words here for me. First time. So, yeah. what what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? And let's let's go back up to the stewards report for Whack and Tank. I actually we'll, we'll leave that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, bar plates off front first time. It doesn't really matter. It performed well with them on last time. So I'm usually not as perturbed if they're, if they're already on. They're already on. Yeah, um, and I'll raid off that performance, but. Yeah, just just, just some accuracy because we know it's not off for the first time because they weren't on before last start. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just some accuracy there. But uh, anyway, BJ, a little bit frustrating. But, um, yeah, I think Resort Man, it, it is never going to live up to the hype or the heights that we thought Resort Man might as a youngster. Yep. That's, that's probably plain and, and simple now. But, I mean, 1.9 triple missile, 1.7 the Spruker three shan talk when a, a bit deep and then a really nice run over the 1400 behind Billy ain't silly like they they're still very good runs uh we can't be too critical on resort man um, no
0: really good runs better better races too than than this so, yeah um, yeah exactly and, right. and, and, so he's, and them, it's it's just been a bit awkward for him as well because he drew seven in the Spruker race so he had to go back uh, he drew 10 and they decided to change things up and go forward and he that he just can't sustain that anymore at this level, resort man, so they readjusted from barrier eight and went back again to last and he got home with strength, but five is a positive draw it's still for him not, yeah,
1: but It's, it's not, still a risky if you yeah. do the map, it's still a risky five because yeah. of the speed around him. You got Vital Blast, Weapon Sun, Kiora Star and then just outside your candles me McDad. So he's probably still gonna be in sixth, seventh, but, but I guess gonna that's a big last. difference to yeah. exactly yeah. right. It's a big difference to being in tenth, but again, the negative is the two major dangers are likely to be Breeze and Leaders back, so you've yep. got to catch them. So um, yeah, no, look, I, I think it's it's a race in three. Uh, the market again, the markets are just the markets are going wild from when they open. Mm. Uh Resort Man and Bruce have both been, uh, well, Bruce has stayed at its price roughly, but Resort Man's sort of fives into four twenty there. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a funny one. I, I don't know if the money will come for Chevelle again. I think I think punters, and, and it might actually be it might actually provide. It's funny to say this about a horse that's five from in a row, Bj, but yep. it might actually provide a betting opportunity for yeah. Chevelle De Vaga here yeah. uh, for those looking to go down that path. But. Um, yeah, look, I, I think I had Chevelle de Varga, Resort Man, equal favourites, Bruce Almighty, a clear third pick, and just daylight the rest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd Weapon Sun as my, as my fourth elect, but, um, yeah, look, I, I'm, I'd am i be happy if the money does come for Chevelle de Varga again because I'd love to be on Resort Man, Bruce Almighty, and try and get a result out of one of those two.
0: Yeah, what, what do you think, like, a Resort Man $5 type thing would get you? Yeah, I think Resort
1: Man 5 bucks would get me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I want to. I'll have a look at the track at that stage of proceedings. We get another big on pace day, and I'd probably make Bruce a result. Mm. Um, but yeah, in saying that, if the money does come the other two, it might be Chevelle de
0: I end up backing if it gets out of the prize. So if, so if if you were cash Duran from one, what what are your what are your tactics? Uh, You'd be. You'd, I don't think you'd really want to
1: hand up this deep into a Perhaps you'd, you'd come out with a degree of aggression, but if yeah. you see Chris, Christy and, and Chris Parnham come across, um, and you know you're going to get involved in a war, you just hand up and
0: um, and sit leaders back. It's actually it's better runs have probably been with cover. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's necessarily a leader, Chevelle de Varga, but mm. needs tempo. Um, so hopefully, for the Chevelle de Varga supporters, that creator and Bruce Almighty come across and create that. Speed, if there is enough speed, you yeah, never know. Kesh might even be able to, you know, in a perfect world, if they come across with tempo, touch a separation, if he's quick enough, back he, might, Bruce. he might be able to get the back of Bruce. So, um, you,
1: oh, That's not, uh, that's not impossible mm. at all. Because the other horses I mentioned that are going to be on speed. I mean, Kiora Star is actually jumping super. The yeah. One, but Weapons yeah. and Vital Blast, they're good beginners, but not the greatest. So, that's a really good call. Yeah. From the back of Bruce. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. To hold to hold him out, but uh,
0: yeah, good luck chasing six in a row. We don't see that very, very often. very rare, very rare. So yeah, good luck, Meryl Haley. Outstanding job uh, mm. with this with this horse. But uh, how many it- long price winners
1: has she popped out in the last six months? Melody Secrets won <laughs> twice at fifty at 30, 40, 50 to one. Um, yeah, Chevelle de Varga won a couple at big prices before it started
0: going around at short prices. So. Yeah, whatever she's yeah. whatever she's doing, she's doing a, she's doing it really really well. Is Meryl mm-hmm. Haley, and it's great to see. It's good gives gives everyone a bit of hope, doesn't it? That you can uh, you can get a get a horse, and also what I like about the Chevelle de Varga story as well is lightly raced six year old, um, just a bit of patience, a bit of time. The horse has been allowed to mature into itself, and and you know just really fine peak form in um, you know in the, at this stage of its career a lot of horse, a lot of people would have thought oh, Chevelle DeVar, if you know we're obsessed with 2 3 year old racing and the, to get a horse to to click into gear at this stage of its career just um, yeah i think it's i think it's a good advertisement so we're not, not as obsessed with the with the with the youngsters as well and sometimes these thoroughbreds just need that bit of time a bit of maturity and just a bit of patience as well Yep, exactly right uh, race Seven, the Bellus Racing Stables handicap over the twelve hundred metres uh, graduation handicap sixty plus. I found this race. <laughs> this race really really challenging, and uh, tried to simplify it by trying to find the leader. Did you have special view leading, Terry?
1: Uh, I basically passed this race yeah. to be honest, Bj. <laughs> yeah. I. I uh, i decided the map confused me mm-hmm. um i decided the fact that how's the serenity's first up secret deploys first up special views first up that um that means i don't really know where they're all at fitness wise um and i don't really know how secret deploy compares I, I don't i'm not sure about secret deploy but i don't know how it compares to the other ones House the serenity draws a gate and i, I reckon i'd be all over it. i'd be in yeah. the i'd mm-hmm. be in the house of serenity camp i reckon but from 10 at Four dollars fifty. That's it's probably not going to get me. So um, now again, I was I was hoping you could sell me something here, BJ, and I'll and I'll hop in. I genuinely actually on my written preview, I, I, I probably got a bit more freedom than you do. I just I just said pass. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I've no idea. But I had. a got the winner I got the winner of, the, got the winner of the, I've got the winner of the last two though. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, safe to look forward to. We might have to just uh, just skip, skip straight to the Ah, uh, look for uh, for the sake of the the quick discussion on the race. All comes down to if Special View and Cash Duran can hold up in front, or whether they'll be crossed by a horse like Special, uh, Crystal Dane and Holly Watson. Uh, but I've got the impression, I've got the feeling that they'll be really, really positive aboard Special View. First up, Hayden Ballantyne, unbeaten first up uh, since transferring to the Hayden Ballantyne. That's two from two. I think Mitchell Pateman's ridden it on both occasions, where he sort of just bounced and rolled and won well with Special View. Came, comes through a trial that in, in, um, included the coming around, who's in the cereal Flower Stakes, which we'll get to shortly. And I think Audgard Loki might have been in that trial as well. So uh, the hot trial, special view. Uh, I just think they're just going to just going to be positive. Gonna, this horse has a record of um, performing well first up. Cash Duran with a bit of confidence, a bit of riding with a bit of freedom. Hayden Ballantyne's instructions just to be positive and roll forward uh, if, the, if you're getting bang for your buck with the leaders on the day I, don't, I think special view each way is to go in race 7
1: tell you what, 6-7 dollars uh, looks alright, purely as I said I, I, have a, I actually haven't done a market for this race BJ but purely just, sometimes I love to just analyse a market and just put a couple of horses next to each other so I'm just looking at sports bit at the moment, you've got special view 7 dollars you've got disco donut 11, if there's only 4 dollars between those 2 then um, you're kidding me. Mm. You are genuinely kidding me. Disco Donuts got to be 50 to 1 um, or 100 to 1 if special views, seven bucks. Uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, intriguing little race. Should be pretty aggressive, I think, on Crystal Dane here, Holly yep. Watson. And how's the Serenity really ping the lids? But um, they might be they might be content just tucking in and finding a spot. Then you, you could have a pest like in the bag. I know it's probably gets out to a bit over further. But uh, Yannick Valenti, that might be his first Saturday runner. I think it might be his first runner, isn't it? First runner. Nah, he's, I think he's nah, trained I think he's trained up north. I think he has trained up north. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty confident. So he has. former
0: former jockey, and he mm. was Yannick Valenti, and he was uh, foreman or travelling foreman for Darren Pateman from memory mm-hmm. last. But you're right. He has had one runner. It was Cleves watching at Geraldton mm. in December. Uh, Ex-Brad Graham horse. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Yannick's got his trainer's license and he's got in the bag, having its first start for him, ex-Luciani, was it initially in the bag? But anyway, um, yeah, you're right, Bo, Ed, Bo Edwards from a wide draw. Hopefully, um, they sort of just go back and work home, but there is that it has shown gate speed uh, up in Broome and over further uh, last preparation so could be it could be a bit of a wild card from a speed map point of view you know one horse who can
1: run a big race on its day and it's a Proper excuses first and second up when it's never been happy in the run is your mate, uh, Apollo, yeah. can, come to town, can come to town after questionable runs at Albany. And, Jesus, put in some nice ones at Belmont and Ascot across the journey. Um, struggles to win, obviously, and that's clear in uh, in his record of four from 58. But uh, I, I just struggle to see the sort of – even Astro Warrior is a really nice horse. I just prefer Astro Warrior leading, and that's not going to occur here for a horse that doesn't jump that well. Mm. Um, but, I mean, you're talking sort of $20-odd Apollo Astro a while. Even Travello, Better One Bell, they're, they're for me far shorter in the market than Disco Donut. So basically, all I'm on at the, this point of time is laying Disco Donut. Okay.
0: <laughs> Secret Secret Deploy has had one start for one win, a sad day win for Adam Durant back in August. Coming I wasn't coming sold through on that. coming through alongside Henchard and is it Salavecchio? There's the three or four Adam Durant horses who look like potential. Derby prospects, well, I suppose. But, um, Salavachi was out the door yesterday. Yeah. Um, the other one won, though, didn't it? Henchard, but, um, Henchard fell in. Yeah. yeah but, uh, Secret Deploy got back in its trial, ran on well for CJP. I think Henchard was in that trial as well. But, um, yeah, interesting runner. Uh, don't, I think you'll figure in the finish, but uh, I don't think they'll be too worried if it gets beat. They'll be looking at uh, three odd features moving forward. I would have thought this is just a starting point, but for mine, I, I just feel like Special View is going to be have been set for this race. It's got the right draw, claim of cash to run. Keep it simple, cash and go, um, be positive and try to run them off their legs. Yeah, nah, don't mind that. Good, uh, the fact is deep in the day well, you can
1: assess the pattern and uh, yeah, I don't know how that'll change anything to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, race eight, the Cyril Flower Stakes, and a cracking Cyril Flower Stakes as well over the twelve hundred metres. I really like the fact that this race, Bj. It isn't the same sort of horses just following on from the uh, sort of the Miss Andretti, the Scenic Blast. Like we see, obviously, we see a Kiss on all four cheeks. This is her one run, isn't it, before she goes east.
0: Yeah, that's the so plan A. Kiss on all four cheats runs here, uh, and then gets flown to Melbourne and floated to Sydney, where she'll be set for some of the feature uh, Group One Phillies and Mares races mm-hmm. over the Sydney Autumn Carnival. Wonderful, yeah. but there's a, that's that. The travel arrangements are a bit up in the air, as you can imagine, with all the COVID stuff at the moment. Yes, <laughs> this world uh, coming
1: around. Uh we'll talk about in more depth uh, shortly. First up for Tick Over A Year, um, back in the east, uh, some of the more impressive trials you'll see. They were incredible trials, weren't they, Western Empire? Esk trials, it reminded me. Uh, yes. Yeah, quite incredible. So coming around is a real point of difference. Uh, Gemma Sun's back after missing the last one. Um, this will test you. Is even an interesting runner in a race where there's no real obvious super speed? Um, we all know how capable this will test you is when finding the rail out in front. So that's a nice little point of difference for Mitchie Papen and Lucy Warwick and uh, and obviously probably... The big one, um, I think from a betting point of view, down the bottom, uh, triple missile resumes uh, after just missing a start in the um, win the bottom stakes, BJ.
0: Mm, That's right, yeah. How do you think he would have gone in the uh, wind? Uh, Would have run? Yeah, I think he beats third by
1: a length or two. The way the race was run, if he's in that same line as Graceful Girl, I don't want to take anything away from Graceful Girl, saying he would have won. But um, he
0: could have run second. He could, and I
1: I would go as far as saying he could have won. He he could have won. Yes, I know how well Graceful Girl won, but who, who ran second? Stage Man.
0: Stage, man just, battled, uh, stage they man just battled to the line. Like he, Laver, Laver Rod and a, a – uh, no, sorry, Laver Rod and 4th, 3rd was Elite Street who bled, yeah.
1: With Will Chino stopping and the fence line and all those lines being dead, like I say, Red was held up the entirety. Carpa was held up. All, all the horses held up. There was – yeah, there was only a few that could – um, run a race, so yeah, I don't think it's impossible that Triple Missile could have won the race. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's funny a horse in a ninety plus is going to go around. There's an eighty four Raider, but if he runs uh, second in the in the winter bottom, um, he's probably carrying 57 here if he wins a winter bottom he's carrying more than kissing all four cheeks is so yeah um yeah i i i think the the, the 54 kilos here who, who would you say if you line these all up i don't need a price like let's just give every single horse in this weight 56 kilos actually that's interesting with kissing all four cheeks who mm. would you gun to your head pick one to win who's the best sprinter at 12 that's i'm asking you who's the best 1200 meter sprinter uh, triple missile for mine, yeah. There you go. So, yeah. when, when you're getting in at the weights like, like he is, he's uh, yeah, a bit of a no-brainer, isn't he?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, only marginally, because uh, we know how good Kiss on All Four Cheeks is, but I think she, her, I guess her, she's a late 1400 metre horse, Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Remember so the last think, time they met? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do, and that yeah. was over fourteen hundred at at, uh, at Bunbury.
1: We got that one. Wrong. Uh, we, got that one wrong. We, we all we all, <laughs> the entirety of the bus. It was on the bus with us. Dane, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were all very much team Triple Missile, and uh, yeah, we should have been team Kiss on all four cheeks. Clearly, We
0: should have. Yeah, we're not we're not learning from our mistakes, but yes, yeah. I um, and just the way that this is set up, just just Triple Missile resuming Kiss on all four cheeks, uh, heading heading to Sydney with with a bit bigger. Get fish to fry on the horizon there. So, but yeah, I, I understand what what exactly what you're saying, and that's why I keep referring back to the winter bottom because I believe if he ever he had a gain to start, he would have been gone super. So, um, mm-hmm. that was that weight for age as well. So, getting in here with 54, and we know how how Much of a weapon he is first up as well, he's just just absolutely zooms along. Um, but um, I think those first up victories have been over a thousand, but still, um, we've seen what he can do at 1200 as well. When he won on Winterbottom Stakes Day, November 27, in the I guess it was the basically the Winterbottom um consolation race, uh, was secret plan versus triple missile, and um, uh, triple missiles run 108 74 for the 1200 and um, and one really really comfortably Mm -hmm. on that occasion so we saw what he can do over 1200 meters on the same day the winter bottom was run and um yeah and i think he's he's ready to really really make his mark in 2022 triple missile he's he's the he's the one that's uh gonna gonna I, i imagine he's gonna develop into one of our very best sprinters this year
1: yep no, very much so. He's uh, yeah, as exciting a galloper as we have in uh, in WA. I mean, if you're looking for minor concerns, Brad Parnham sits on for the first time. It's always difficult yeah. on a sit on a sit and sprinter because they all have their own little quirks and way they need to be ridden. And obviously, we've seen the best sit and sprinters get beaten um, because. Uh, luck obviously comes into the equation with that style of riding. So, that, that's a little concern. You have to um, you have to factor into this when pricing. Um, but, yeah, w- while he especially is getting into a handicap on the minimum, he's, he's a pretty easy top selection. The price has disappeared. I mean, it was yeah. Yeah, it, it was sort of that – I think there was yeah, – What did Brad go up? Th- yes, sir. I don't think Brad – Brad messaged me saying he was going up $3.00. Um, but he wasn't the first up, so they've they've gone up like four fifty or something. Uh, one yeah. of the tabs, I mean, one of the tabs went up six dollars apparently, but I don't, yeah, I don't know if anyone's actually allowed to get on that or have a uh, have an investment. Crippers, uh, mate, the green tab snob, I might have um, had a little fill there. You wouldn't <laughs> need, you <laughs> wouldn't need to be over. I uh, got my, I got my ideas. Uh, I've got my ideas. I'll, I'll keep them to myself. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't need to be overly, um, yeah. Clearly, to know that six bucks was probably a bit of a price, but uh, mm. yeah, I, I was still high twos. I managed to get I, I haven't got it in front of me 272.80 type thing. Um, yeah. so I still want three dollars to have a bet just with his style of racing, BJ. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I, I want a three in front of my my yeah. investment. Yeah. Sometimes when these get backed like this, they can recover. and uh, there will be some type of support for Amasinus. kissing all four cheeks. I think I've, I've only got a little bit longer, but just. Just on reputation and whatnot, might shorten. Hot zeds under the odds. Coming around's a funny one market-wise. Who knows what yeah. that'll do? Off a couple of super trials. Gemma Sun's under the odds. Caracapo's under the odds. see Red's under the odds. Long Beach is well under the odds. This will test you. Yeah. Um Well, actually, I've got this will test you short, shorter than the 26, 30-odd bucks, but not by much. But, BJ, who have, who have you got third favourite for this race?
0: Uh, do, you reckon, do you reckon? Do you reckon we've got the same third favourite? <laughs> I doubt it. But uh, my equal third favourites are coming around in icy red. Okay, well, I got cryptic love as the third mm. favourite for this
1: race. I think. I think this. This is a price that's been horribly missed. Um, I'm at the mercy of of betfair. I, I didn't know I was going to mention it because I just wanted to. Uh, weight on this one basically this doesn't take much to knock off this price they probably trades at this price anyway but um i tell you what cryptic love has been um has been missed by the market here bj uh was huge was huge was huge um in the miss andretti kira didn't really get much clear running room ran a quick last two than miss Kentucky in the scenic blast held up the entirety and and, um, she was bolting she was absolutely mm. bolting for the entirety of um, of that race. But the thing I, I most like about Cryptic Love, do you know what her last three wins all have in common? Mm, tell me. Rail hugging rides. She's just so happy to to take a gap or or come through on the fence in the um, in the Pinjarra Classic. Remember Jason Whitey got her up on the fence. Sam Whiting, yep. Um, yep. Knocked off, son of a god, Samazdat. Uh, in the Sheila Gwynn, um, she, she faced off against a really in-form tycoon storm. Jason Whiting didn't go around a horse um, mm-hmm. and got the Chalkies. And then in a 66-plus, which was probably stronger than those two races, um, during Maddie Derrick from about four back the fence, didn't yeah. go around a horse, knocked off Salaya last Salaya. of the line and comfort yeah. me. So, mm. um, yeah, that, that form, it all reads pretty well. Look, I, I love Barrier too here. And I, I just hope Jade rides uh, her completely for luck. Um, this will test your leads. Hot Dead's probably on its back. I'd love to be three. She actually jumps a little bit better than she used to, so I'd love to be three the fence. I'm aware that four the fence is probably more likely. Um, and you just, yeah, I, I, I hope the instructions to Jade are just, just see what she's done in the past in those races. Don't leave the fence if you're held up. You're held up. Who cares? Um, but if not, she's a horse that can take the rail like she's storming down the outside, and she can run last splits. That uh, look, she can't run a, she can't beat Triple Missile Normal Luck, but. Jeez, that's why we're taking ninety-one dollars here. So I, I'm twelve dollars fifty. Cryptic love. So Cryptic love. Uh, if I don't see the three dollars triple missile, will be will be me. Will be me either way.
0: Um, cryptic love ran third in this race last year. Yeah, ran a ran a hole in this race last yeah. year. So
1: yeah, just loved our last it was, two. Uh, pl- Take roads.
0: Platoon, yeah, Darty and Cryptic love. So yeah, it's a weaker edition, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but still, yeah, uh, it just. You're right. It's just one of those horses either going to get out and run super, or she's going to get held up the entire. Yeah, I'm not. Race I'm, not I'm not
1: backing your i I'm not backing your Way. It's going to be a win only bet, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be carrying on like a pork chop if I happen to get the chocky. <laughs> I, I tell you what. So uh, um, yeah, Some, something race, small.
0: Well, something small. Before we leave this race, you're thinking more like three dollars would get you for a triple song? Yeah, I have. That's exactly what I've
1: said. Is yeah. I need a th- I need a three in front of it. Um yep. But yeah, three dollars will get me. That's that's the plain and simple rule. Okay. it won't matter when he runs second to cryptic love anyway yeah
0: yeah okay. can't wait what, what, price, can't wait are you, what to, price can't wait to see the the guru doing cartwheels down the uh are you gonna are you gonna races on sunday no well, i'll turn up if that wins i'll tell you yeah. what it won't, won't, matter, <laughs> won't,
1: won't matter where i am but I'll, I'll be there yeah
0: <laughs> what were you we saying uh what price were you cryptic love uh I wasn't that long actually. I've been, I've been sort of waiting for cryptic love. I was twenty six dollars cryptic love. So. Yeah, there you go. Mm. There we go. Yeah. We're on here together.
1: Do yeah. we, can, can we go dual badies back to back?
0: <laughs> yeah, I reckon, Scotty and Pete. McCormick reckon Pete McCormick will be cryptic lovers on Sad Day as well. I think they've just been, oh, yeah. they've been finding her and trying to, trying to. Uh, I think the index, index cards are big fans of cryptic love. So, yeah. Everything's sort of coming up Millhouse here for cryptic love and the big odds. Look out. Yeah, exactly right. Look out. I'm just going to hope that
1: she holds 60-70 to one on Betfair Late. That's my uh, my hope. Okay. All right. All right. BJ, Yeah. it is now time for race number nine. Uh, the fit to travel handicap, but more commonly known as the Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, proudly brought to
0: us uh, by who? Market City Meets, of course, Guru, Timmy Hewitt and his team. Absolute to superstars out there at the Vale Markets on Bannister Road, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Uh, I know there's a bit of there's a few shortages on the in the supermarket aisles at the moment with everything that's going on, but there's no shortages of stock out there at uh, Market City Meat. So if you're looking to fill your freezer, fill your fridge, fridge full of uh, all your all your uh, small goods needs, make sure you drop in and see Timmy, and uh, he'll look after you out there at Market City Meat. So congratulations to Andrew Smith. He uh, he saluted. Episode 113, Get Out States, that was last week. Uh, He was nearest the pin with the clairvoyance uh, prediction. He went for clairvoyance 1.11. The official margin was 0.98. It was a bit of a blanket go but uh, the way that the official margin fell, Andrew Smith came out on top and Andrew was kind enough to post a uh, an outstanding picture of his collect on our Twitter feed last night. So thanks again to Andrew and um, and uh, well done. I hope you enjoyed your feed there from Market City Meets. Now to enter this week's edition of The Get Out Stakes, race nine at Ascot on cereal Flower Stakes Day. At the 1-1 pod on Twitter, let us know who you think will win the race. And, of course, a decimal winning margin. We prefer two decimal places, and uh, we can never, ever forget the Sam White rule, Terry. First in best dressed, BJ. First in best dressed, of course. S-T-E-A-K-S. Terry, what... What can we? What can we finish the show? And what can we gift our listeners? Because you did say that you had the winner of the last two. What have we got? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty keen
1: on Ginger Baker here uh, horse number 7 um, geez, he's absolutely ready to win a race isn't he just sort yeah. of built first and second up, carried the 60 and a half and ran on reasonably well um, in his races, the money then came that they came from trees to try and back him in a in a 60 plus with Brad Rewiller on with the 60 kilos he got caught the trip, uh, sorry got caught deep the trip, worked all the way around to the breeze just did all of it, had no real right to be in the finish. That was that day that uh, Fashion Queen Pikey just sat in about 6th or 7th and it was just a mess out in front of him and he had the, the last crack at him. Oh, she did, sorry. Fashion Queen had the last crack at him and got over the top. Uh, huge effort to run to run second that day. Um, got lumped up into 72 plus grade. Uh, at his most recent, that was a day where if you led or breezed, you were um, definitely advantaged. Uh, Bruce Almighty, Chevelle Vaga got into a war. Ginger, Baker really knuckled down the final 50, 60, 70 meters. And yeah. yeah, if that race is another 20 meters,
0: uh, he wins a 72 plus. So but even if you look at his, um, his, Sexual data splits his last 200 was so far superior to anything else in the race, even horses that settled alongside him in running or just narrowly behind him. His last 200 was so strong at the end of the mile the other day. And as you said, just that just a couple of you know, just a little bit longer in Ginger Baker would have um, caused the upset, knocking off Chevelle de Vaga. Exactly right, and no, I, I really
1: do like comparing um, sort of marks at like last twos, and from from that mm. same race, it, it tells you a bit of a story when one horse is so uh, just so much better than the rest yeah. in, in that sense. So look. Um, With the Lactar Ramoli claim, it looks like Brad Parnum might have opted to ride Fanta, which surprised me a little bit. But that that association with uh, the Jan Jamies is understandable. He's obviously rode a winner for them with American Troop midweek, and he's getting a lot of rides for for that yard. So that's more than understandable. But Lactar going on, I don't think it's any huge loss. Um, The one and a half kilos means that there's a four kilo swing on Fashion Queen, plus Mm. Ginger Baker's drawn eight Fashion Queens in 16. And... I don't know what back Fashion Queen's going to find to bring it into it. It's going to be tough from back there. Chris Parnum's a man for the job, though. Um, but, yeah, it means Ginger Baker only goes up one kilo from 72 plus to a 66 plus in, in a significantly easier race for me. So, gee whiz, if if Lackdar if gives us a 7.5 out of 10 here, midfield cover, just get wide, I'm just supremely confident that it'll go past him, BJ. Um, but, yeah, in a 16-horse field, things can go wrong. But I need to get a best bet up. I think we've uh, we've had a little string of outs with my best, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to make Ginger Baker um, a reasonably confident best of the
0: day. Five bucks around, I think that's that's plenty. That's plenty. I'm with you. Um, not as confident in terms of best of the day, but this is it's race Ginger Baker. Um, I was I was about four, I think four. Just having a look here, four fifty. I was Ginger okay. Baker favorite. Um, uh, favorite, yes, yeah. yeah, cool. And then I had uh, Fashion Queen and Fanta both six fifty. Um, so I actually had a I actually thought that um, So War was uh, was a chance as well. He was, i not even about nine dollars, but I see the market sort of is sort of reflecting that as well. But yeah, this is the race for Ginger Baker, as you said. Like what you said there, Lactar, just um, just a reasonable steer, um, and this fellow just burst into win a race. I reckon he's cherry ripe, right? Ginger Baker. So we can. We can go out on a bang in the in the get out stakes. If he was a chocolate bar, he would be a cherry, right? Wouldn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, and yeah, behind them, I just I thought the market might be a bit. Um, less noticeable with mm. So War with Sean McGrady going on board the great one. Um, but I, the thing with So War is he he does get back a lot in his races, but I don't necessarily think he has to. A lot of that time is is because of the gates that he draws and circumstance. But from five, he can sort of land a pair or two closer than he usually does, and and I think he can run a big race second up at the mile as well. But uh, for me, uh, all eyes on Ginger Baker alongside the Guru. All right. Very good. Uh, if you're
1: going for whiteys in your quaddy, you're not standing out. Ginger Baker. Uh, sluice Box, forget it went around first or second up. I think it's actually going a lot better than that. Probably trades 40 to 1. Worth throwing in. Um, I actually, didn't mind the great one. I was going the other way. I think you can forget it went around at Mount Barkey. go back to the run yeah. before that. Yeah. Three, deep, three deep, no cover the trip at... Um, at uh, a Pinjarra beating big screen and and beat the bro and and horses of that ilk. Uh, Sean McGrady is the master of getting him into a nice spot from a, a sticky gate, so it can uh, it can improve as well. But um, yeah, I'm just pretty much got the blinkers on here, BJ.
0: With you, yeah, Ginger, yeah,
1: and Ginger Baker.
0: Yeah, and of course uh, the no doubt that people would have all seen the run of Fashion Queen the other day. Yeah, you know, should have won. sentimental queen just uh, led and pinched some fashion queen with Holly Watson, which just had to wait and bite her time and then switch, change lanes a couple of times. But fashion queen really finished off strong. But again, gate 16 is going to be back. Uh, it's going to need a lot lot to go in her favour. Whereas Ginger Baker will be closer, hopefully, out of trouble for Lactar and getting the chockeys. So let's mm-hmm. go, Ginger Baker. All right. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back with our Betfair Best, our Maddies and our Lays for Cereal Flour Steaks steak Tap. Steak. And we are back with our betfair best betting propositions. Over to you, Guru. What's your betfair best?
1: Ah, uh, I've already spoiled it. Race yeah. nine, number eight, Ginger Baker. Um, yeah, very confident. We if we get a good steer uh, midfield, like a best that's got a bit of meat on it. So, um,
0: let's do it. Ginger All Baker. Right, Ginger in Baker. The last. Ginger Baker for Terry. I was pretty keen to make Triple Missile my best. Not quite the price that uh, Terry and I were both hoping for. Best available while we're recording right now is two dollars We're both hoping for $3, uh, Triple Missile. So that being the case, I'm going to jump on the Guru's bandwagon here in the, in the last year with Ginger Baker at that price. I marked it four fifty. dollars currently $5, so I, I'm with Terry there. My Betfair best is Ginger Baker in the get out Stakes. I like it. Uh, your let's go with your lay next, BJ. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled for a lay here, but uh, have you have you got a lay for us? Not really, Terry. No, I'm mm. not very good at these things. But um, what I might do, <laughs> what I might do these is these things these I like things. Uh, that. I might uh, be a bit uh, outlandish here and. Um, you, you heard me umming and erring. I was trying to find a nice way of saying that I think that Tricks of the Trade is under. So I'm um, going to say it now that it's good. at the dollar forty five. Tricks of the Trade can be my my lay, even though I think he'll win. He's my lay at, the, at that price. I think that's uh, crazy unders for me.
1: I like that. You yeah, only need to be right one every two times to show a profit if you're going to lay something at that price. so yep. uh, Very good. I was going to lay one a place in the last, I just told you, but it's um, – it's a little bit longer than I... That's pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, born to rule in race number four. I just think at very best you find the breeze. It's just... Oh, I just think it's a little bit... It's going to be difficult. It's probably going to start somewhere near favourites. So uh, race number four, make Born to rule horse number six, my lay of the day. On a day where there isn't much laying, a lot of the favourites
0: are very hard to beat, maybe just a just a little bit under our prices. All right. And madness. We're looking for something $21 or 20 to one the old uh, at time of recording. What did you? What, what did about you come twenty-one away? bucks? What about twenty-one bucks a hole? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, race eight, number seven, cryptic love. Uh, pretty confident it can. Uh, if if the gaps appear, um, and triple missile has some sort of issues in the run, I, I think it can actually win the race. So mm. Don't get you don't get to back many at nearly hundred to one. You give some genuine life hope. A lot needs to go right,
0: but uh, this is an occasion where I will do so. So race eight, number seven cryptic love. yeah good i think i'll be having something on cryptic glove too and i'll also be having something on one of your, something you threw out in the last as well sluice box back but draws a gate mm-hmm. ash mailey it's just got a bit of a mailey kind of uh kind of sort of even for a place on uh, sluice box in the last but uh my maddie uh Threw this horse out in my leg up, but I didn't cover it in my in the preview, but I reckon Bedouin Bell at 20. If you can get mad, prices, Bedouin Bell with Lacta Aron from a low draw, has tough mare. I think that she's going to be in a good spot. Recent form's better than than it reads. Go back and watch the replay. She hasn't didn't have a ton of luck at all last start, so I think she can be Johnny on the spot. Uh, special view leading, Bedouin Bell maybe leaders back. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see her for Lulu. She only run a big race at $21 plus. Yeah, I don't mind that. She'll mm. definitely
1: beat home Disco Donut, so that's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a double the price as well. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's a bonus for you. All right, BJ, we got to the end of a uh, another episode. It was a um, a thrilling mastermind, the yes. conclusion to a uh, a streak from um, from uh, from Dwayne Toby Dunn, Toby mm. Dwayne Dunn, uh, and he's-, he, he's done it. He's done it. He's done it. He's become the second man to uh, to knock five in a row. Joins the man he beat today, uh, Jay Rooney, Mr. Paywall Rooney himself. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that one. Sorry. Um, joins Mr. Jay Rooney himself um, as the two men to um, knock off the five in a row. But was, next week was we're going to need two. It was
0: fitting, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It, was it wow. needed to
1: be. It needed to be two all. It needed to finish in that particular way. So. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it was a fair old streak. But next week we need two fresh contestants. So, flick us your messages, your ideas, perhaps a, uh, a grudge match, uh, fresh meat, anything. We're, uh, we're open to all suggestions. BJ, also we'll have Tommy Johnston. He was meant to be on this week, but um, Mr. Brilliant meant that Tommy and I both didn't feel like uh, <laughs> doing podcasts this week. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully we can have better pub. Better midweeks on the punt next next Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, Tommy will march into one uh, one headquarters, and we'll discuss some sales. So sales am I'm
0: assuming that we're on at one uh, one HQ next Wednesday, or do I need to follow the oh, uh, the, the midweek yeah. results? <laughs> I was getting it's all about the midweek results, Bj. Clearly,
1: <laughs> yeah. If the uh, just just see where the the toys are at if they're not. Fastened in the pram, then we might be. Uh, yeah, we might be on computer screens again. But um, yeah, looking forward to having Tommy on. He's flying with his little, uh, with his tipping service as well. Very, Tom, one very thing,
0: I, one thing I want to bring up with <clears throat> with Tommy mm-hmm. before we wrap things up, Terry, is Tommy's flying, Riley's flying, Latham's flying. Uh, they were our three rising stars, our mm-hmm. young guns in the the series last year. Maybe it's time that we uh, had another look at our, our new young gun series for uh, 2022 as well with uh, that series has uh, catapulted them into uh, bigger and better things. So maybe we can do that for another three uh, fellow young insp- aspiring racing enthusiasts.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's a great idea. Uh, if 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 not that, we um we definitely need another competition at least. Yeah. Um, in the not too distant. Um, but yeah, I think that's a that's a very good idea. Um, yeah, to get a bit of bit of fresh blood, on the show. Riley's doing a great job, isn't he?
0: On um, tab radio. Yeah, Riley's killing it on tab radio, and Ethan Lath- Latham's got his Lathos mail on Facebook, which is uh, going, uh. going through the roof with uh, followers. So all three of the boys have kicked strong. Mm-hmm. Certainly have so. I look forward to having
1: Tommy on next week. Uh, good luck to those having a bet uh, on Saturday. Good luck to those having a ride as well. At uh, where was it? Where was Kogen the up on Saturday. Kogen up. Cup. Yeah. What do I need to get down to to ride at Kojan up? I think it's like I think you might be able to get around at sixty eight something like that. Sixty five. Well, we we haven't had aircon for the last three months, so I'm probably not
0: far from that to be honest with you. <laughs> I've I've I've, li- I've lived in a sauna for ninety days straight. So. And uh, maybe and you. The lack of winners might mean that uh, two minute noodles yeah. and all that's been on the cards. So nah, we haven't we haven't been at it. We've been sharing two minute noodles. So, <laughs> Meagreen yeah. and I
1: and I give her I give her the flavour as well. So I'm, a, I'm just looking yeah, at shiv- chivalry
0: still alive and well. Just looking at cojnut race two. Chelsea Forda, our former jockey, she is riding the top weight at seventy one point five kgs. Oh, we're on here. Huh? Yeah, we're definitely and, on so it. Inter- anyway, interesting. Before we go, interesting. R- 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 saddlecloth number one. In race three, he's a horse by the name of Freedom of the Press, which, which went around. <laughs> Jeez, I did me, I did me ass on that last week. Oh
1: no, not interested. Not interested in coaching uh, up. Very I good. wouldn't go. I'll go ride that one myself, perhaps. Um, yes. Anyway, Tommy on next week. Well done to the lads on the Mastermind. But until next week, on the one one.